This show is brought to you by Smartwool. Smartwool makes merino wool socks, layers, and apparel to fuel your adventure outside because they want to see you doing what you love, whether you're a peak bagger or a trailhead tailgater. Smartwool is here to make sure your good times don't get spoiled by Mother Nature. So get outside and get comfortable out of your comfort zone and see what nature has to offer, even if it's your nature, just to kick back. Go far and feel good. This episode is brought to you by Elevated Surfcraft, shaping the way we ride frozen waves. Elevated Surfcraft, tailoring surf-inspired boards for snow. Pick up a board from their web shop and be sure to use the code DS15 at checkout. We'd love to give a shout out to Ken Akenbaka Pro Standard. Pro Standard makes a full line of GoPro mounts, including the grill mount, the single most versatile GoPro mount ever made. Be sure to use the code DARKSTARTS for free shipping when you order at ProStandard.com. This episode is also brought to you by CBD Ingenuity. CBD Ingenuity's mission is to provide easy access to the world's highest quality, full-spectrum CBD oil. At CBD Ingenuity, they're fully committed to using organic as well as all natural and ethically sourced materials to craft their innovative pain relief products. Head over to CBDingenuity.com and use the code DS10 for your 10% discount. Yucky! Woo! Dude! Yucky! <laughs> Just keep going to the cat. You know, why don't we just do it in Canada? Like, has anyone even explored the inlets of all these tiny, tiny, tiny little islands and then went up into the coastal range? And we started Googling it and no one really had ever done this one zone. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 52 of Dark Starts, your backcountry splitboarding podcast. Today, we're talking with Kate Ediger, splitboarder, mom, Burton ambassador and aspiring guide working at K3 Katsky and living life to the fullest in Revelstoke, British Columbia. Kate grew up here in our small city of Grand Prairie and learned about splitboarding riding at one of our favorite stashes. So sit back and let's all listen to the Shrediger. Let's drop in with Kate Ediger, the Shrediger. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's a super honor to have you on, being a Grand Prairie in yourself. Um, this is awesome. We've heard uh, uh, great things from about you from people in the community and around here, and it's an honor to have you on. Well, thanks, guys. I know it's such an honor to be on my first ever podcast. I'm pretty stoked. What? Yeah, and honestly, the fact that you guys are from Grand Prairie is pretty cool that we're all... Uh, Split border somehow from Grand Prairie, you know? Well, <laughs> we are so happy to be your first. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's podcast, awesome. podcast, podcast. <laughs> you never know. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, awesome. Um, yeah. So what we, what have you been up to this week? It's uh, We're recording this uh, on a Friday today, so. I know. That's, uh, yeah, party night. Well, that's fun, hey? Entirely. Um, <laughs> I've been guiding all week. I'm a splitboard, aspiring splitboard guide out of Revy and, uh, sorry, Revelstoke, BC. And it's my last week of work this week. So I've been having a blast, actually. It's been green, green, green in the Alpine and just had like two guests this last week. And it's been insanely fun just to get after it. Everywhere has been open. And yeah, we've been having a good time. Nice. Killer. So you had the same. Did you have the same guests all week, like the same two people? So, no, but uh, 
the the guys on Monday had such a good time that they got their friends and came back on Wednesday and then this couple booked and it was her birthday so we just showed them like all these cool zones when you only have two people you can really kind Uh, of billy billy goat into cool lines that kind of no one could fit in usually cat skiing is like 12 people so that's a lot yeah yeah it's a lot of cat to wrangle exactly and like (laughs) it's not fun for the 12th person so usually we don't go to these things so we were kind of boot packing and we even brought rope for them and to like wow to rappel in and stuff it was so sweet dang nice yeah i didn't have that experience cat my first catboarding <laughs> oh no where no. did you go caribou catski in Vailmont. oh yeah i've never even really heard of it it was fun but i wasn't hmm. ready and i was that asshole that was out wandering looking for stuff <laughs> skiers oh. skiers took me into skier zones with a snowboard and you know, mm-hmm. i wasn't down got a little stuck there was too many, there was too many skiers was getting pissed at chad i, I love the skiers because they did take off on their little ramen noodle runs and i'm like cool dude you've left me with so much to play with thanks yep always it's <laughs> awesome that's right mm-hmm. yeah i'll have to have you boys out sometime i'll get you out to k3 i'll show you a good time don't twist don't twist my rubber arm i know right it would be easy. Easy with, peasy. Shred with uh, Seb as well. That guy's fucking well, awesome. Well, exactly. He uh-huh. is the best. Yeah. To- yeah. Good friend of mine. We just finished a three-day photo shoot together. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was really fun. We got some insane photos. Can't wait to show you guys. And um, whew, yeah, he is an insane, insane snowboarder, but also like he's also pushing it in the guiding world. So we've been like really um chatting a lot about like how to how to push ourselves to become footboard guides and yeah yeah well we should really you know any if anybody's listening now and hasn't picked up and listened to that episode man, mm-hmm. you, you, there's gold in there and you oh, gotta entirely. listen to it yeah 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 um yeah so good yeah so, and he's a bang. funny dude oh, man he's blast. just a fun-filled guy right super funny and his feet like are still frostbit from that trip. Like that trip is gnarly. You guys have to watch oh, the pa- yeah. without a paddle. Without a paddle. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure you you boys have watched it, but anyone else who's listening, like it's such a like a cool mission that's no one's really ever done before. It's right out my back door. And the fact that they paddled that far in minus thirty is kind of ridiculous. Kind but of it my, is. <laughs> yeah. My buddy Cater and Johan are also on that trip. And yeah, those boys are all just like, we'll never do that again. No. <laughs> it was so hard. Madness. What a mission though. Like, like, yeah, when he told us that, minus 35 January, you're paddling down the river. What? Yeah. Fuck. You're just I don't like, get it. You, <laughs> you want to get out and build a fire fast. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Like, fuck the yeah. canoe. We're building a fire. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. about you guys, but <clears throat> me and water don't mix at minus 35. <laughs> no. Every year I winter camp, like, at least once. And there's a technique to it, like splitboarding. And it's so fun because then you have longer days in the Alpine. Getting to see the sunrise, sunset, oh, it's just man. insane in the Alpine. Like, there's no, there's nothing like that. But it adds a whole nother factor to just the exhaustion of, no doubt. You know, yeah. You know when you go for a long day splitboarding and you're just like cannot wait for the beer and probably pizza or food that you're gonna inhale, right? And just go to bed and you're nice. <laughs> but then when you're camping, you're like, cool. I'm freezing. I gotta make my food. I gotta somehow dry my <laughs> liners and my clothes, but I don't have any way to do that. And it's just like 
it it really makes you appreciate Jeremy Jones going for thirty days in Alaska. You're like, okay, dude, you're right. insane. No doubt. Yeah. And so so okay. So I'm curious about that. Like, how do you dry your liners? Like, do you do you do what I think you do? You just sleep in them. So yeah, you do. You take them out of your boots, and then you don't wear them because that would sweat them. But you right. you do put them in the bottom of your sleeping bag, and that's yeah. the only way. So if they do have a leak and they're wet, you're kind of screwed. So I always bring two sets of liners just in case, say I got wet or too sweaty or something. And, oh yeah, because um, I remember that part it, of the one of the movies he talks about how like boots are frozen again. Yeah, and he's trying yeah. to shove his foot in. There's nothing yeah. solid under his feet. To <laughs> Basically, getting up in the morning is probably one of the hardest things because you know, yeah, you, your boots are frozen for sure. Yeah, and I imagine that all the time. I've done a tad bit of winter camping, but not any winter touring and camping. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just camping in general, sometimes you know, depending on the it's time work. of year, when you wake up in the morning. Well, and it's like mm-hmm. you said, it's the morning. So like the night is usually not that bad. Right, like I, I yeah. get it. You're exhausted at the end of the day, but usually you have that caveman TV, like a fire going, right? And you, everybody sits mm-hmm. around and you just kind of watch that and you eat your food. And you're so fucking tired. You just go to bed and sleeping is not a problem. It, it's true. But yeah. waking up in the morning in the fucking freezing cold and then having yeah. to put all that shit on and getting that level of stoke you need, right, to like want to attack the day, like that. That well, is a that's a know. major challenge. If there's pow. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah again, and even the energy to like to boot pack up a crazy line or something. You have to have energy and the mind the power to do that. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So now add to that, you're in a fucking mm-hmm. canoe on a river yeah. and it's minus 35. <laughs> what? Yeah. With the, yeah. the humidity of that river. Just the humidity and cold. Yeah, yeah. They just had like frost on them all the time. Nope. <laughs> fucking insanity, man. Boys, what mm-hmm. were you thinking? Good idea. Somebody yeah. had to do it. Yeah, I'm so, glad it was them. Yeah, Seb can do it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look what he does for a living, though. Like he like freaking climbs mount or rock sides and blasts away and drills and. Yeah. Yeah. You know how there's certain people who like are type two fun people. Yeah. Or you know, they're like, I don't know. There's certain people who just can't have fun unless it's like kind of a bit of a suffer fest. Well, there's right. certain types of people, and there's people like that who kind of relish in that type of energy and i think i'm somewhat in there um but i so i understand it i understand the desire to do something that's not really done or to push my own self beyond a limit that i put for myself you know there's like always this feeling like okay i need to do something bigger or fun not for like not for the gram but more for my own mental state right you know yeah 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 i understand hey listen you know what kicking horse two weeks ago was that for me to be honest with you because we saw some lines and i was like fuck dude this is i'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie this is the steepest shit i said to everybody this is the steepest shit i've ever looked at yeah you know, and to and, you like it's fine because that's your threshold of like okay i need to do that and right. you see it and you're like how can i work myself up to that exactly and so when seb does that for work every day well that's his new threshold is doing this wild trip that you know no one else would do because yeah i don't know it's weird but you know how, do you guys follow christina lusty she's kind of like the queen of rebel stoke i no. feel she's this crazy skier chick who's a guide Maybe. and a pro skier and she's just ultra I just think she's one of the most fascinating humans because she is so motivated to ski big objectives and just following her and knowing her for a long time these past couple of years. I just watch how 
she'll do she always is doing first descents around Rogers Pass and Oh wow, um, okay. I've heard the name. It sounds familiar, but uh yeah, no, yeah. I'm not following. Yeah. Not yet. Well, I know. She is a cra- crazy <laughs> skier, right. babe. I'm gonna search, yeah. search right now. So I, I believe that everybody has it in them to do everything. It's it's just a matter of too. finding that. Right. Yeah, and and resolving resolving in yourself that you can do it and just knowing what your limits are and, and taking the little bites that you need to take in order to get there. Yeah, I'm very like that's actually I was like thinking about something that really made me say like unique or like what was it that made me feel life differently? And that is the one thing I don't I don't put limitations on myself. Right. And Same. I live by that rule you're talking about. It's like, why would I stop myself from being that? Like, if I want to be whatever, I just need to realize that it takes time to get there. And um, yeah, limitless is a very positive place I, to live. I, I on you the know? prize. I on the prize. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. even if you don't get there the first time or even you like every, forward. every, you fail. Forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And I think the the world lives in a bit like, oh, you're so lucky. You oh, get to God. do all these things. Or, you know, oh, I wish I could do what you do. And I almost want to laugh and be like, but you can't. You like, can. what's Entirely, stopping you? Right? Exactly. Yeah. You're stopping, that, you're stopping yeah. you with your belief system of what you think you do. You know, as a do. kid, uh, I grew up with a single mom. And my mom did everything she could for my brother and I to give us the opportunities to taste life as much as possible. And she yeah. never held back. And she was... She was our dad and our mom together, right? So she took us on the camping trips and Aww. let us let us drive the car at thirteen around the parking lot of the <laughs> camp spot, you know, stuff like that. And but she always taught yeah. me to she always used to say, How do you know you don't like it till you try it? Yeah. That was her yeah, big thing, right? She time. used to say that all the time. It was like you can't say you don't like it, you've never tried it. Yeah. You know, and so and that you... that's been my motto, I guess, my whole life was to always try mm. everything, right? So Yeah. Do you ever wonder sometimes like what your what your actual physical mental limit is? Like you have you ever pushed yourself so hard, say physically, that you're like, well, yes, and who knows? Some people yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I might die. Well, I've had a yeah. few of those moments where I've pushed I've done myself that with so drugs too. Draining. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I'm going to die here. <laughs> I've been so high that I promised God if I didn't die, I would never smoke another joint again. And then it turns out I was a big lie. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, yeah. even physically, like I'm sure that you've reached a point and you're like, I wonder, have you ever watched like old pioneer movies where people are just like, <laughs> yes. I've been on this raft for like three years right? and I'm, yeah. I'm almost eating that other dude. And I was yes. just like, what is the <laughs> limit of humans? Like we are so pampered in these day and age, like this day and age and stuff. But I, I do always, I'm fascinated with like, what's the limit of my mind? What else could I learn? You know, every day is like a, kind of those things where you can learn these like pretty insane things. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, we can get super philosophical on this. Um, I mean, there's, oh man, I just remember growing up as a kid and there was all these stories of people with superhuman strength and doing feats that, like that no human could do. And it was what it really mm-hmm. came down to. It was always people who were doing what they needed to do to save their child or somebody in a car accident or something. Like they pick up a car and flip a car type of thing, right? Like yeah. fucking anybody would do that for a kid, <laughs> right? Or that. anybody. That, and I so, so human f- beings are entirely capable of that kind of stuff, but it takes 
I, I, it just takes the right math to happen. You know what I mean? Like, um, totally. you know, like Superman, you know, Superman is, is everybody really. Yeah. My dad got pinned in a three wheeler. We went up this little ramp. I was driving a little like dirt path and I flipped it. He fell off the back. got pinned behind the wheels. Classic and it, deal. And it was only him and I, and I fuck hmm. at like, you know, 60 pounds of me pushed this three wheeler. No way. Two inches enough so he can get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were a kid? Like itty oh bitty, God. man. Like 10, 12 years old. Yeah. That is adorable. Yeah. I That's love my so dad. cute. I still love my dad now. Yeah. The little fart. <laughs> the little fart. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah. He's like mini me. I'm, I'm mini him. Or like, we're like two of the same. But um, yeah. He's just a wrinkly yeah. you. He hasn't even wrinkled at 17. <clears throat> you know, like as we're talking about that, like I know it's, we're not talking about snowboarding, but in a sense we are because with. Uh, with, for instance, like I heard you guys talking about flow state of mind, right. like how it enters you into this crazy state of mind where you're really connected with yourself, with life, with everything else blurs away. Well, I think because we're constantly in that state when you're you're riding in the mountains or mm-hmm. you're euphorically in a space, it allows your brain to almost tap into another sense of like energy for yourself. So it Agreed. actually allows you to have, yeah, I feel like I have so much peace in like, um, balance in my life because of that state all the time that I do feel more motivation to constantly seek it, I guess, too. And yeah, it's kind of interesting how it can work that way. But <laughs> I feel I do feel bad for people who work like nine to five in a desk where they don't get to tap into that energy level. And so they are probably looking at it like, well, why are you so smiley? How are you so free? How are you so happy? And I think, yeah, you like the Buddhists do it naturally with their practices and stuff, but we're kind of practicing the same thing. It's like, yeah. Yep. you know? Yep. I wonder I, what level I'm at then because, Kate, when I watch videos of you riding, I can yeah. see that. Like, I, I can see Aww. you in that flow and, and how mm-hmm. you're, Love yeah, because you're, you're in you, the moment. You're you there. do, you float, which Aww. is awesome. So I wonder where the fuck I am because I look like a piece of shit compared to you. Right? <laughs> you just got to get out more, dude. I am not at that level. You just got to get out more. So oh, I, that's super nice. I have to that's bring awesome. back the fact that you called everything in balance. And that's the thing yeah. is people always say, they, what's yeah. the term they use? They, you know, balance is, is, is oh, I forgot the word now, but anyways, you know, everything has to be in balance. It doesn't have to be always like neutral. People think everything has to be like, you know, even keel. No, no. Because sometimes your yeah. your troubles are higher, your base is a little bit lower. Oh, yeah. Your mids are yeah. at mid, right? Everything's got to be just feeling good. And uh, yeah, I hear See, you. And that's the thing, though. You could be in the mountains. You could be having a shitty day. The amount of times I've cried in the backcountry for, you know, you have a lot of time to think while you're walking up the skin track about life, and and you are you're getting through the the weirdness or like. I have insecurities. I have things I'm worried about. I have things that give me major anxiety. But then you drop in, you strap in, and it's the weirdest, like, flush mm. of, like, it's like it disappears. It's the pow. And so it is the pow, and it's, it's the, the mountains, and it's, like, everything, you know? And so I do think that's why when people come, say, cat skiing, and they come to Revy for one week or a couple days, and they get to do that feeling, they're like, whoa, this is it. This yeah, is dude. it. Yeah, dude. And they There's... feel it. There's an there's an endorphin change that happens yes. in all of us when there's, you get to the mountains chemical, like that. Yeah, yeah because oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. even even our trip to to Kicking Horse two weeks ago, talking to my wife on the phone the first night, she's like, "You sound happier." Oh, <laughs> like 
Yeah, because I'm yeah. in my place. Like, this is where yeah. I need to be. Yeah. 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 And that's why I could never date someone who didn't get it. Because to me, it's like the core of me. And right. it's not just, it's just not for fame. It's not for like the sponsorships. It's not for snowboarding just because it's cool or whatever. It's like, it's a core like way of living. It's, it's lifestyle. And so it's lifestyle. And so you guys live in Grand Prairie. Yeah. But the core of you feels it. You know, you start, there's a reason you started this podcast. There's a reason why you're going down this path of life. And it's going to open up so many cool doors by talking to all these people that you, you know, influence you. And it's just so interesting watching how like life just goes the way it's meant to. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet. Like you the just gave came, me shivers. Yeah. Oh. I, and, and I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> you know what? We're only physically in Grand Prairie. Oh, dude. No, I know. <laughs> My brain. No, exactly never, though. My soul's not here. No, I lived there for how, so many years, and my soul wasn't there either. Powder King was the, the place I lived for. Mm, I, I, yeah. I dreamed of going there on the weekends. I get it. Like I basically lived for the weekend so I could go shred pal there at my home. The only thing that kept me in, like sane for living there was that place, you know? Yeah, I, entirely. And, yep. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to describe. It is a magical place uh, and within reach of this madness of grand prairie but uh like yeah. what, what blows my mind is like driving there now so we drive there in march you're driving mm-hmm. along you get through you know um chetwin chetwin it's grass and then you and yeah you, you see you keep going. it was that two months ago which right? was weird so then like you get 45 minutes away the, the little the, the, the mounds of snow on the side of the road start being you know, a foot and then they're two feet yeah and then they're three feet and then there's and then a wall. And then they're fucking <laughs> twelve right. feet high. You're like, dude, it's still firing here. Like, let's get it. Mm-hmm. And then they've just mm-hmm. got a hundred centies in like March twentieth. You're like, dude, this is insane. It is madness how because it, it is like it, it snow globe. It's a it, it snow is. globe. And I was just gonna say it's like pulling into that winter wonderland yeah. like that you have at Christmas on a table in your living room. It's, Honestly, uh, I I joke I joked all my life that. It was a little mini snow globe. Dude. And someone up there, Ular, Ular was just shaking the little snow right, globe right. and yeah. like making it dump there. That's yeah. nuts. And I love um, I, I love that the time zone is like just before you get oh, to the yeah. driveway. I love it too. So my good. my daughter and I went out there family day a few years ago and we forgot. Like I forgot that the time I zone know. happened. So we got there an hour early, which was to our gigantic benefit, because there was only one car yep. in the parking lot when we pulled up, and it was a skier, a lone skier. They'd only <laughs> they were they were currently plowing the driveway. It just dumped the night before, like everything it's like aligned. Narnia. The plane, yes, yeah, the, the planets aligned. We got there. My daughter was I'm going to say she was 16, 17 at the time, and yeah. uh, we got in line. We were third in line. So it was that lone skier. Then there was a dad That's with his best. two kids, and then we were next. And the oh lone skier God. was looking at us, and you know the chairs. It's a trip, right? So, oh yeah, the 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 skier, he I could see him standing in line, and he's sizing up the dad and the kids behind him, and he's like, "Nope, that's too many people." And then he looks at me, and he goes, "You guys want first chair up?" <laughs> and I looked at my daughter, and I'm like, "And I've never had first chair at Powder King." And my I looked at my daughter, and I said, first chair?" And she goes, "And she's all shy, right?" I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, we're good. We're on with you, you know." So first chair up, and then got to ride down Nowhere Man together. Nobody oh, had been man. on it. It was just wide open, just us and total silence. And yeah. I and I think I was sec- my second season on my Lib LibTech Birdman 170, and it was just like all you could <laughs> hear was all you could hear was the crystals of snow hitting the edges of the board. That was it. And my daughter and I laughed all day together. 
Oh. So good. Yeah, it was insane. It was such a good day. I grew up there. My son made his first toe side (laughs) turn at Potter King. No. (laughs) Okay, dude, you can ride now. Like, that was it. Yep. uh, Yep. Hooks for life. Yeah, I got him on a... uh, Who's he riding then? LibTech something. But anyways, I got him on some now bindings that have that skate technology. And that just threw him into his toes. And he went right over. And I was like, wow, you just made a tour side. And I'm like, yeah, it was March. You know, six inches of fresh. Yep. Carbon pow at like fucking, you know, 13 or 14. 13, no, he's like nine. Nine. That's rad. And then Nitro this year hooked him up with a, a 137 squash. Thanks, yep. thanks, Mr. Ryan from Nitro Canada. He fucking sent us. A, and so my, my son loves Ryan's it. Ryan's dope. My, yep. my son was just like, I didn't understand pow. Then he went out riding with uh, one of the, his buddy, hmm. family, whatever. And he's like, my, they had uh, Jasper and they had like six inches of snow. My son's like, my dad was right. Slashing yeah. pow is fun. I'm like, yeah, dude, you just wait. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't seen shit yet. So totally. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's dig into a little bit about, uh, why did you yeah. start snowboarding? Like what the fuck? Like you're, yeah, a, right? you're like, you're a girl. Like, I'm what's from up with that? <laughs> Girls don't do cool things. Right. Um, <laughs> we, you know, what's so funny too, is I, I did grow up in Fort St. John and Grand Prairie. So mm-hmm. like, prairies and you know oil field and so you would assume that i wouldn't be an outdoorsy person but somehow i'm like crazy i have to be outside at all times Mm -hmm. and um i think my grandpa who's still alive grandpa jim shout out to you i love you the most um basically sorry but my closest friend basically he he had a little snowboard uh ski bike shop Mm -hmm. and one of the first like snowboards he got it and he yeah, he basically was always outside with me doing cool things. Like, I remember there was a time when we were little, well, we would paddle our canoe on the lake and he would just randomly flip it on me just to teach me how to nice. uh, like flip it back over. Or he, like one time he wrapped me up in blankets and uh, brought me onto the dock at like three o'clock in the morning so we could watch the stars and like talk about all the stars and see the shooting meteor shower nice. when I was little. So He's kind of my biggest influence. He's grounding you. He was very grounding. He just, he got it. And actually, it's been so cool now because he was always the reason I went to Powder King. He was a ski patroller out there back in the day. And he just always showed me that place. And then my dad, too, is a skier and uh, my mom as well, pretty much. And everyone just kind of skied in my family. But uh, I didn't really... Yeah, it wasn't like brought up in my life. I wasn't even a part of a snowboard club back then. I just fell in love with the Powder King snow. Even Nighthawk was like right there. I would go after school at night, but I never really loved it because it was so icy and I would experience Powder King. It's quick. It's too quick too. It was a little fast for me. Yeah. It's even faster now. Yeah, and I would do like that road. We'll leave that alone. (laughs) Yeah, I would. I would do a rail and be like, I don't like this. Um, I'm a powder snob. So right. Yeah, when I was like 20, I ended up. I was like, okay, this is the place. Like, I need to build a little house here, and so I built a little um, 12 by 20 um, little tiny house at Toontown, which is like the in the parking lot of Powder King. You pay. Yeah, you pay a thousand bucks a year what? to live at Powder. It's a th- back then. I don't know Whoa. what it is now, but it was a thousand bucks, and I literally could snowboard right to my house. Had a sled. There was one year where we could snowmobile on the roofs. It was that much snow. I believe um, it, man. 
Yeah, and ever since then, like the community up there, the snow is one thing. It is exactly what people say, but I don't want to brag about it too much because then everyone will go there. Um, (laughs) Kate, 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 it's too far. I know it's too far, right? (laughs) It's the best. Thank God it's too far. It's too far. It's only been in one movie. Yeah, Born in the World. No, and Let It Ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Craig Kelly's in it. You know, it's crazy is that my friends from Powder King um, got Craig to stay there at their house, and oh, yeah. while he was while he was filming that movie, at the end of it, they they hung out with him so much that he's like, "Hey, here's my snowboard. I want to give this to you guys." And my friend, she doesn't even really snowboard at all. She just skis, and she's like one of my closest friends out there. She's like 50 years old, and we have the same birthday. And so for my birthday, I just told her, "I'll pay you like 500 to a thousand dollars for that snowboard. It's like a Burden Air Craig Kelly, and." So she ended up giving it to me for my birthday. Dude. Yeah. We're both. Fuck. We're both (laughs) like jaws on the floor. What? I'm going to text you a picture after this. Yeah, because I'm going to post it. it. Yeah. It's the nicest board ever. So, Powder King is one of those places, though, with people. Yeah. Um, So, how did I snowboard? Sorry. That's where I was getting. Um, I love the rant. It's okay. That's, yeah. I'm a ranter. Chatter, have, chatty, another, chatty. have another beer, Kate. It's okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, doing. I'm, just... I'm doing three tonight. So it's too bad for everybody. What? Yeah. Anyways, keep going. You're, you're on fire. <laughs> um, so why snowboard? Give me that mutt the huck. We're having um, some ferny so, beers over here. Oh, are you nice? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. having a golden beer, golden BC beer. Which, Which one? one? White tooth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wait. Boom. We like them. They're yeah, good yeah. too. They're we, awesome. We enjoyed that place. Mm-hmm. They get to drink yeah, the Blower so Pow. Nice beer. Yeah. I like Speed, <laughs> speed Metal, was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We, oh, what was I going to say? So oh, snowboarding. snowboarding. Yeah, yeah. Because um, well, your grandpa's actually, fucking rad. That's why. <laughs> so one reason is probably my grandpa's pretty freaking rad, but he, I had a pretty rough childhood actually. And, um, abuse and lots of like moving around and um, welfare, all the stuff. And snowboarding kind of seemed to be the only thing I could do that would get me out of that state. It was like the freeing feeling that I, we talked about. It was like the only way, the time I felt like the happiest in my life. And it just became kind of addicting to be um, adventurous, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was just more of a mental thing. Like it was the one thing that kept me sane as a kid uh yeah and then it just became addictive like powder is it does it to you you know at a young age of like Mm -hmm. even 13 14 I was highly addicted to going to powder king and then once I owned my place there it was like every weekend I would do the Thursday things like Thursday they were open and we would be the only people there I'd only work Monday till Wednesday (laughs) and yeah go out there yeah now you'd be screwed because you'd only be able to work Tuesday, Wednesdays, and you'd have to be there. Yeah. Oh, because they're open Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you don't have to totally. ride Monday, you but should. you have no. to ride Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday yeah. is insane. It's true. I've it was always it the best days of life. Yeah. The whisper of the north. <laughs> All right, so sorry for cutting you off. You're on a great tangent here. So no, but it's a great tangent. So one of the things I I, I wanted to jump in really quick. Um, because you were saying Is how it it's an addiction. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. 
Because you were saying it's an addiction, and I find like I, I <clears throat> I'm a very addictive personality. When I find something that I love, I mm-hmm. dive bacon deep, chocolate, big time. Yeah, like chocolate covered bacon, like everything. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I dive head first and I go deep, and uh, yeah. it's all about. Uh, you know, getting the full on experience and, and enjoying it, especially when it's something that I love that I have a passion about. Like snowboarding is something that I didn't pick up till I was 32 years old. You know, yeah. I didn't get into it until well, I was becoming a dad. I mean, my wife is from Nelson, BC. So uh, our first kid was born there. And so I went to Whitewater to learn how to ride. And I was just, I've been addicted ever since. And I'm not going to stop. It's just something that's never going to end for me, I think. so. Totally. And it's one of those things where you just, I don't know how to explain. You can't explain it to someone who doesn't get it. No. But someone who gets it, they're just like, "Oh yeah." You oh, yeah. you just know the you know the feeling. You know how and even like it's crazy cuz like people always say, "Oh, we have a kid, when are you going to grow up and when are you going to have a real job and all these hilarious things?" And I'm like, "Uh, never." This yeah. is a real job, and a, it's the best job all the time. And, hey, Kate, and then, kid. Kate, I have four kids. I'm never growing up. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, And you know what? I'm a man boy, big time. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what, though? The kids are going to feel it. And now my son, Timber, he like, he gets it. He's, he sees there's powder on the like truck. He's like, there's a powder. We got to get up early. We got to get up there. We got to go. You know, he knows what it's like and I can see it in him. And I'm like, oh, he gets it. Mm -hmm. He knows. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. I don't think we're meant to like grow up from it and now so when i do something kind of crazy in the mountains i'll send videos to my grandpa because he's always sending me little like he's sending me books about crazy adventures he'll see something on the news that someone did and he'll like message it to me being like did you see these people did this or like he's always intrigued he, he's about wild adventures. yeah and he's, he's 80 he's, he's like he, he's, <laughs> no yeah Straight he'll up. facetime me all the time Beautiful. we'll facetime and chat I'll send him pictures of me, like, say, boot packing up a crazy couloir or ridge walking. And he's like, okay, I need to know what that felt like. Like, I, he doesn't oh, just, yeah. like, see something beautiful and knows it's pretty and he can just go there. He's like, I want to know what that felt like for you. And I'm like, you get it. You understand. Yeah. You, you just can't do it anymore. But he, he still goes skiing all the time. Nice. Just say, Grandpa, yeah. remember when you wrapped me up and took me out on the dock to look at the stars? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that feeling yep do you ever feel like you're like living for those moments entirely in life (laughs) that's why i do the podcast to get those feelings again every time yeah (laughs) yeah every uh, yeah every time i'm outside in nature doing something and seeing stuff that yeah that just inspires me that just makes Mm -hmm. me want to meditate for a moment yeah. You know, and just close my eyes and be like, I can't believe I'm here and look out how, how amazing this world is. Totally. You know? Yeah. One, it's true. And like one thing I'm trying really hard to do because I'm surrounded by it a lot. Um, I'm also surrounded by a lot of people who are like pro skiers, pro snowboarders, right. guides, like kind of in it as work. And mm-hmm. I notice a, a big thing that bugs me the most is that people aren't enjoying themselves anymore when they're filming or when they're trying to get the shot or they're the lighting's not right or they're they're guiding and they're just not that stoked on the where they are and I just I get kind of sad I'm like whoa like you've lost it mm-hmm. and exactly. I always tell myself I'm not I can't lose it and I remind myself every day like yeah you have to be grateful like 
things do get boring and anything becomes people's normal, right? And you guys talk to pro snowboarders all the time. And I, I bet you any money, like there's times where they just need to go snowboarding just to feel the soul of it again, not for anyone else but themselves. And I do think that that for me is like, I do feel like lately the world is all about the gram and all about photos and getting the shot and doing this and this and this. And I just can't handle it sometimes. I just need it to be about the soul, you know? Entirely. Like that, you're right. I think the people who are the happiest, who who that is important to them, you can see that. You can tell, right? Yeah, you, you can. can. You can certainly tell. Yeah, you really can. And I think that's maybe, you know how you said it earlier, like when I watch you turn on your snowboard, I can tell you feel it. Oh, I think entirely. It's I, I think it's because I do. I feel it when I'm turning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go here and I'm going to do this. And then when I'm in it, I like, you feel that, that feeling. And so, I don't know, it's weird. You can just feel the energy from things when it's fake or when it's not fake. You just know. Well, your riding has a flow and you can see it. And it's uh, no. <laughs> it's smooth, and I love it. Uh, I it looks playful, and you're having fun, and your your body is feeling it as much as your mind is feeling it, or your body is That's reacting nice. to how your mind is feeling it. Obviously, when you're Aww. riding, which is cool. Mm-hmm. That's I love so it. Nice. I love it. Uh, That's awesome. I, I'm jealous because I don't have that. <laughs> I think I have Aww. it. I don't know. I, I, huh. I watch videos of myself, and I know we're 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 all our own worst critics. Oh yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, I feel I feel uh, janky is the word that's coming to mind. <laughs> Comparatively, come, come hang out with Shredder. There you go. Down. We'll be, I'll I'm, take you to some cool things. Okay, next, done. Next season, done. Maybe. We're gonna hook it up. Yeah, so, for sure. I want to come fly fishing with you too because that's another thing that I'm trying to oh. learn. Yes, that is something. I'm Any learn day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would love to. I um, I'm not an expert, but I definitely have. That was another thing. Like, okay, I don't fly fish. I really want to do it. Same thing you want to do. And I'm kind of intimidated. There's a lot to know. It's kind uh, of a hoity. It seems like a hoity-toity sport in the sense of like people are very territorial of where they go. And, you know, you just kind of feel weird going into it. I'm like, screw that. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm going to buy the gear and I'm just going to friggin' do it. And it is hard. I spent a year probably not catching a fish. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this is so annoying caught my first fish it felt like a boulder i was like oh my god and it was like a couple inches but okay (laughs) okay (laughs) right but it was like four feet long but that's the thing man so like like the the hook like when you set that hook and you're fighting that fish yeah it's it's very similar to that ridge walk right Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, like the feeling, crazy adrenaline. The yeah. feeling is the same. It's like you get that same euphoric, meditative vibe from it, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's 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 yeah. not a lot unlike the same thing, and it and it is a different activity. I know entirely, but the thing for me about fly fishing that I really want to learn, and yeah, catching the fish is great. It's the meditative part of it, right? Like the the whole process of like trying to figure out what they're going to go after. And letting that yeah. line float and seeing that fish, like, anyways, mm-hmm. this isn't a fly fishing podcast. I Not yet. apologize, Not folks. Yet. Sorry, but <laughs> yeah. But summer. you know what? Like, it's but there a, is a sim- a, there's a similarity, though. I think, yeah. Us snowboarders need something to do in the winter summer <laughs> that gives gets us into that flow state. And it, so my my flow state things are fly fishing, getting my legs in the river, and then skateboarding and surfing. Because 
that same feeling that I get snowboarding happens with those three sports. And like I told you, I'm addicted to the flow state. So Yeah. So let's break that down. So, okay. So yeah, fly fishing. We know about that. Skateboarding. Yeah, you can do that pretty much anywhere. How long have you been surfing in Revelstoke? How long have you been surfing? Wait, wait. uh, Surfing in Revelstoke? (laughs) Let's throw that down. I'm like a landlocked fish. Nice. It is funny because I snowboard for a living and snowboarding is my first love, but surfing is actually where I um, feel the most relaxed. Um, but where do you do? You, is there any oh. wave? Is there any wave surfing in Revelstoke? Is there any no. standing waves on any of the rivers? Because river river surfing is a deal, right? It's a thing. It is, yeah. There's one in Canmore, somewhere close There's to here in There's one in Kananaskis, yeah. Kananaskis, yeah. yeah. But no, I go to Tofino or Mexico oh, or okay. all, oh, all those right. places, Sombrio, <laughs> yeah. or yeah, the South Island and stuff. I'll go all over. Um, no, I definitely. I'm it's a new love it's a love that I've had since I was 16 it's one of those sports that is incredibly hard yeah and um not as easy as my brain thought I could pick it up and so I kind of <laughs> I kind of like it because it's challenging right. um but the minute you get up on a wave even if it's like 10 seconds long you think you're a friggin' hero and right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're surfing down the line thinking holy shit, is anyone seeing this? You probably look like a kook, but really you feel like a god. And Fuck yeah, who had their know. GoPro on? What? Yeah. Wait, wait. Did anyone didn't capture even turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It the rides on. are short, but it's so fun. Yeah, it's a good sport. That's cool. But All standing feel, sideways too, which is awesome. Yeah. I just, I feel like for me, um, I like the challenge in the mental part and the physical part. But what what it is is that yeah it does get you into that flow state, um, and it just is one of it's kind of a lifestyle too. Everyone who snowboards seems to go to that same lifestyle. So the group of people around it are like basically Marie, Leanne, and Robin, and all my snowboard friends live out in Tofino and Yuki in the winter in the summer. So it's like the same thing, but summertime. Exactly. That's why you get to get mm-hmm. on a snowboard because there's actually edges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's strapped to your feet, and it's not yeah. a moving, constant thing at yeah, you. Right. Yeah. I want to. I want to try surfing. Also, that's kind of one of my things. I want to go to uh, Ecuador, ride with a buddy of mine. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be... Hot water is where you'll learn the best. Yeah. For sure. No doubt. I mean, it's I've tr- definitely. I've, yeah. I've tried surfing, but I think it was all under the wrong circumstances. Like. Dude, oh, yeah. dude had a five foot board and he was like, here, man, try surfing. And who yeah. is going to be successful their first time on a five foot board? No, right? no, you need to try on a log and like a foam topper and get some mellow waves, get your confidence up. Don't get smashed. And, right. and yeah, I teach um, a three day progressive surf camp in Tofino with a friend and no shit. So if you ever do want to come to Tofino sometime, I do in the summer with my friend Teach. Kate, it's like I always do want to go to Tofino oh, yeah. sometime. Okay. <laughs> so well, right. it looks like looks like we're gonna do ASTs at Powder King and snowboard and surf in the summer. <laughs> Sign me up, sold. <laughs> that's, dude, that's fucking awesome. I would love to come out and mm-hmm. yeah, like Chesterman's Beach or something like that. Is that where you are? Or what? Well, so basically, the way surfing works, and I know this isn't a surf podcast, but Long story short, it's kind of like the snow. You go where the snow is good. You go where the snow is the deepest, right? Right. So same thing with surfing. You go where the swell is with the direction of the wind and the direction of the swell. Got it. Is where where you go. So it it changes every single day with the way the winds flow, the way the swell comes in, and 
and then also the tides. So you're kind of always just on it, kind of like avalanche conditions or just like snowboarding. And that's the part of it that tourists don't get or people that are beginning is like, can I just go in right here? Well, if you go in in the right conditions, so if you snowboard on ice, if you snowboard on crappy like terrain, like maybe like a crust or something, you're not going to snowboard as well, right? Right. So it's the same type of mentality is if you give your if you set yourself up for the right conditions surfing and snowboarding, you're going to have a better time basically. <laughs> I get it. I understand it entirely. Like I said, like the the, the few times I tried actually surfing on the ocean. Yeah. It was a board that was way, 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 way beyond my ability, right? Like yeah, I yeah. should not have been on that board trying. There was no chance I was going to be successful. Yeah. That's like a classic thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Cause it was, uh, it was partying in the, you know, in my twenties, we had a beach house. Uh, some dude had a board and we were all like, fuck dude, let's go down to the beach and try it out, you know, and give it a shot. And, uh, of course nobody's successful. Crash, crash, crash. Never trying this again. Fuck it. Yep. Totally. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's exhausting and you're like, cool. I probably look like a drowned rat there and I'm um, never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> let's retry it together. Entirely. We'll go, yeah. we'll go on a trip. Down. <laughs> cool. Yep. Sweet. So we're going to talk about splitboarding finally or snowboarding. Boom. Yeah, are we finally going to talk about splitboarding? So let's, yeah, let's talk about Jeez. splitboarding. Okay, so. Well, no, you're, you're going to miss the whole, like, let's get into her contest. Like, what, what, what oh, changed I'm your sorry. world? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's, let's get, get into what it. changed your Ultimate ski bum, what, 2012? Yeah. Powder Highway yeah. Contest, yeah. I remember seeing your Sweet. video and thinking <laughs> your edit was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, it was, just, <laughs> it was so well produced. You know, Thank and, you. and the, the stoke was evident. There's no, there's no question why you won that year. That's really nice. Thanks. Yeah. yeah well, it was good. It I was really good. It. I wish you so, could say that. I can tell you the premise of it. It was, uh, originally you see you had two weeks and there was 10 of us who made the finalist contest. You had two weeks to make a two minute edit of why you think that you're the ultimate ski bum. And everyone else's videos were like, I'm the best because I've done this and this and this and this and this. And I basically w made my video as that I opening scene of the movie was um, marriage counseling because of my addiction to the snow. And right. my my husband was uh, worried about my addiction. We basically treated it like I was a crack addict. And then I come in from a crazy day of snowboarding. Well, the first scene is like, He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I got to go first chair. And I toss the eggs and like throw the coffee in my face and run out the door to the first chair. And then like, it's me snowboarding all day, getting powder shots, face shots. So then I come into the house with a bunch of face shots of powder on my face. And all my family is there to do like a full on like, okay, intervention, Kate, this yeah. intervention for me. And um, they're like, I found these under your mattress. And they're like <laughs> powder magazines and it's pretty funny. So I ended up winning, but what this contest was, it's kind of, it was before the old Instagram free advertisement days and every place in the, in the, basically the powder highway. And if no one knows what that is, it's just like Revelstoke, Golden, Nelson, Bernie, all the sick places around Roslyn, down yeah, here, Rosland, yeah. all the cool places gave a bunch of donations. So they gave like free heli days, free cat skiing days, um, rental cars, hotels, and season passes. So for three months straight, I got to come down here 
fully paid for. I got 12 days of cat skiing. So then I got to like basically Oof. taste test every cat skiing place there was. Um, got five days of heli skiing, which was mind boggling. Um, got three, got, um, three months of like season passes. So then every day off, I could just go up to the ski hill, uh, any ski hill that I was at. I got to stay at hotels for free and I got a rental car. And so that trip, wow. not only was I introduced to like big mountain riding coming right. from powder King, coming from powder King, my mind was absolutely mind blown that this was a place that existed but then um to ride that kind of terrain i just like it opened up doors meeting these guides and just i at that point in life i was like i really love snowboarding like i love it more than most people and there's people <laughs> doing this for a job this is a job right. and right. I, at the point at that point i was like there's no way i'm going to be a pro snowboarder but i thought okay like this is crazy that and then i met this one female guide who was an actual ski guide and at that time not even scott newsom was a snowboard guide no one is actually a snowboard guide yet right so i thought like is that even possible yeah and so it wasn't even a thing yet all i knew is craig kelly was like my idol and that he was trying to be but scott newsom still didn't even pass his test joey vosberg was still not even a guide yet at that point and so for me i was like okay i want to do this for a living but I guess I'm going to have to become a skier. And that sucks. Like, I don't want to become a skier. Right. Um, Why? And so, I know. And then the last day of my trip, because I had owned a splitboard before this. I already had done my EST. I was already exploring the backcountry of, uh, of Powder King and a few other places. But truly hadn't understood the magnitude of the mountains out here. The mountains out here are, like, the big time, you know. And so for me, I was like, okay, this is mind-boggling to be here in a place like Rogers pass even, or, you know, heli, heli dropped. And I was like, how do they just know that it's safe? So yeah, I was very, I still I was think very that. yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I was very green at the time too. And I thought like, I want to do this for a living. And I felt so dumb in a sense of like, how would anyone just know? But honestly, I could tell you right now that I, um, from that even like, so that was 2012. Fast forward to 2021, and I get it. I get how they dissect the mountains. I get how they figure it out. I I understand how they they. It's like a um, a math equation, right. and I see now how they do it. And I feel confident in those mountains now, and I feel comfortable in crazy situations. And it is just a time thing. It's just learning and time, just like you guys said. It's like yeah. it's a limitless thing of knowledge and time. And so I do believe that you guys. If you just keep sticking with this podcast, talking with people, you'll be there too. No Thank doubt you. about it. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. We both do. No worries. Yeah, no worries. You're awesome. That's oh, what, thanks, buddy. I love I love how that that contest got you the stoke that you got. Like yeah. like it You're got pumped. you love and, it. And like like you said, Powder King was epic, you know, coming from the Grand Prairie area and riding Powder King. I mean, it's a whole different world. Nighthawk. Totally. I mean, I've been riding Nighthawk for years. And it's funny yep. for me because a lot of the kids in, because I, I coach with the snowboard club at Nighthawk. And a lot of the kids yep. there refer to it often as Icehawk. I grew oh, up, yeah. in, I grew up in Ontario. So yeah. when they say Icehawk, I'm like, come on, you guys. You have no idea mm -hmm. what ice is. Like, this is not ice. <laughs> Which is this, funny because, yeah. <laughs> ice is bulletproof ice like ground. Like Ontario, yeah. Ontario is insane Smashed compared. To, anyways, but then going from Nighthawk to to Powder King is a huge difference. Going from Powder King 
to the powder triangle. You yeah. know, is it is it, like, is it another gigantic jump? Oh yeah. Totally. It it expands your mind and then you just wonder, okay, like what's AK like? What's all these other places? Now right? I have that same Chile. deal for life. Yeah, to figure out like I went to Japan for a couple of years and <sighs> I figured that place is mind blowing. Like, okay, tell us just, let's hear can can yeah. we hear I wanna hear style. your take on Japan. Japan? Oh yeah. okay. Japan. So, I wanna hear your Japan. take on Japan. So we went to like the Hakuba, which is basically like AK yeah, Japanese yeah. Alps, they call it. And I had gotten a lot of beta from different guys, different friends, because I wanted to like get after it while I was there. Cause I watched Jeremy Jones's movie about him getting those lines. And I totally rode like right around that same zone that he, he did. It's called the cat. Oh shoot. Um, if you watch one of his movies, he has um, a video of him and Xavier doing that zone. And, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, from then I was like, Hey, I need to see that place. And there is you know how there's I keep describing Powder King is there's no place like Powder King. Well, there's also just no place like Japan and, and it's the reason like everyone goes there. I get it. It's the best powder in the world and then the terrain is so unique and so beautiful and then all of a sudden you're riding down and there's a beautiful onsen, which is basically a hot spring. <laughs> Love it. At the bottom with like Three dollar beers in a vending machine. It's my idea of paradise, <laughs> man. It's machine. so fucking it's, my idea of paradise. It's, it's just like, actually paradise. Yeah, like riding pow and hitting a natural hot spring and having a three dollar fucking beer. Are you kidding me? Out of a vending yeah. machine. Yeah, and then a, tip the fucking a, guy giving you a, the bartender. It's a straight yeah, up three dollar, <laughs> nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> and a snow monkey will come in and like <laughs> sit with Scratch you. Scratch your in this back. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then also the Japanese people, the culture, the food. The Japanese oh, yeah. people are legit the nicest people I've ever met. Like we think Canadians are nice and then you go to Japan and you have no clue how, how they're that nice and so devoted to their jobs. It's just a fascinating yeah. world. Yeah. Anyway, I um I'm very addicted to going there. I last year we went and there wasn't that much good snow actually. They had a really bad drought year and like the past fifteen years it was the worst year they had ever had. But what it kind of I you know I always try to seize those moments as like okay well whatever we came here we don't get snow we're not like it's not the end of the world and we ended up getting a friend's car and we went surfing all over the coast of Japan and meeting oh, the man. coolest people and exploring all these cool little towns and you know I would have never seen that part of Japan all these tiny little villages if I never you know had no snow so okay, both Kate. trips what the fuck? You missed your chance. GoPro that whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, how <laughs> epic would that have been, right? I know. I definitely did. I have everything documented. Don't you worry. On good camera and pictures. Like one yeah, time, that was one trip. day when so, uh, when Elon Musk gets a Neuralink going, then uh, we'll have it all. So totally. Do you do much GoProing? Mm. Hmm. Funny enough, I. I don't really love the angle of GoPro that much. And I hate, like, I just don't really care as much, but, um, uh, there goes my I GoPro. do, I, <laughs> I do sometimes. Yeah. My partner has a GoPro, so we'll share it. I'm trying to get better at it. There are so many sweet lines we've done that I'm like, I should really, is it because this. it's on your head? Yeah, it's like on it? my head and it's heavy. And then I just, I just don't like the constant, like same GoPro shot of right. everyone has like a photo. At, yeah. It's yeah. just the same thing over and over. The selfie stick. So yeah, I can't do it. So my friend who drones us is like, 
we have a couple drone buddies and those are like the best angle. And so I'll just, I'll just wait for those days. So we got a sponsor in the show, grill mount, the, yeah, the pro standard. And, uh, we're going to give you a grill mount. So you're going to have a nice, oh, no way. beautiful <laughs> off your chin view, which is kind of like your headshot view. Uh, your head's the best gimbal. You got, uh, heat moldable tabs on the end and, uh, Huh, you can crazy. still talk and hoot and hell or because I got one in my mouth right now. Sure, you can tell. Oh, really? Chad's not clear. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> no, anyways, no, can't tell at all. No. So, anyways, can go for it. Start recording. Yeah, start recording. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is, you can stick it in your po- your chest pocket, pull it out, and when you you know when you actually feel the re- okay, I need to record this. You just you have it in your hand. You can hit the button. You don't have to like, is it on? Is, is it on? Right? You don't have to do that shit no more. <laughs> you just pull totally. it out look at the, and see the light flashing and then your hand is covering the lens. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. You know what it does? I'm, ha- I'm having some fun with it, but it does work really good. It's pretty epic the way it works. Yeah. I got to say. And that would be a very Ken Achenbach thing to say that it is fucking epic yeah. the way it works. Yeah. So grill mount from Pro Standard. Uh, the question hmm. now is, would you like a black or a white one? They both have orange tabs that you heat mold in some hot water. Uh, oh, I'll take seconds. black. Black, of course you would. Black's fine. Yeah, oh, of course. Everybody goes black. <laughs> White seems once like you go no black. Discussion. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> hey, I agree. I have the black one too. I like the black. I don't, because you stole the black. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> black. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's great. So, yeah, we'll, we'll you'll get to get one of those in the mail and enjoy oh, that. Thanks. And, um, it is an Thank epic. It, it is an epic mount. It works really well. So, I gotta, I gotta say, I love it. So, it's very versatile. It does a lot of things. You can hook it on the sternum strap on your pack while you're touring, you know, and uh, and then you can pull it out and stick it in your mouth, and uh, it works well when you're going down. Your head is the best gimbal. When that's was, awesome. When was your last time in Japan? Uh, last January, I was there for a month. January yeah. last year was a busy month for you. Yeah. It was, yeah. You were, for sure. uh, yeah, you what were from did, the Vancouver coast to Japan. What else did you do in, in January? Were you on a boat? Me, so that oh, so January or that I was in Japan in January, and then the trip, um, the coastal trip where I sailed and to snowboard with five girlfriends was in March, end of March, oh, right March. when like COVID hit. Yeah, so it was like it was actually my last time snowboarding. Really. Well, let's let's depict that. Like, give us a little bit of a background. Like, what, what did you plan? Like, how did you plan to get that going on? How'd you get a fucking boat? Um, who, yeah, whose boat was it? Uh, Good question. Who was feeding you guys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, where were you going to the bathroom? There's five girls. Is it five girls? It's a five sailboat, girls, dude. Yeah. There's a yeah. bathroom on a yeah. sailboat. Man. <laughs> just fucking around. Whatever. Yeah. So, so break it down. It's actually it kind of cool because do you know Marie Francois? She does a, a contest called the Triple Plank. So that's in I don't, I don't the West Coast. Okay. Okay. Well, she's she's the queen of bee, queen bee of snowboarding and cool. so you're Marie hook France. Us up. Yeah, I'll get you on her on the podcast. She's, she's, she's basically one of my idols. Um, her and I are both on protect our winters and that all, all of the environmental stuff means so much to me. And so Marie is like, um, the, what would I say? The revolutionary person in that industry of like living, living her words, living through what she means and says. So, um, we were on a trip together and uh, a protect our winters trip. And so she was chatting to me about some stuff. And then she started this thing called triple plank, which is like surf, skate, snowboard contest over the weekends. And basically 
all nice. these pro pro snowboarders go mm-hmm. to it. So like Austin Sweeten and Leanne, Marie, Robin, all those people compete in it. It's the funnest weekend ever. And on that trip, we were chatting like, I want to go to Norway on a sailboat. I want to do a cool sail to snowboard adventure, but I don't want to travel across the world just to film this one thing. And, you know, why don't we just do it in Canada? Like, has anyone even explored the inlets of all these tiny, tiny, tiny little islands? And then went up into the coastal range and we started Googling it and no one really had ever done this one zone that we wanted to go to. So the princess Louisa inlet, no one had summited that mountain and skied it. Um, like females hadn't done that trip yet. And so us girls were like, screw Norway. Let's just go to Canada. Right. And the, the one girl on the trip had a sailboat. So my girlfriend, Kayleen, she actually lives on this sailboat and she lives in Campbell river. She's a professional diver and she's like, well, I have the sailboat. And I was like, okay, I have the mountain, like somewhat guiding skills. And then another girl was like, I can help you with that. And my other friend was like, I can help with the sailing portion of it. Nice. Let's, let's make a trip. And so for a year we had planned it. We got some sponsors. So we ended up getting like Burton sponsored some of it. We got uh, Pacific yachting. Uh, Heli Hansen, Mustang Survival, like these, we got these life vests and then um, even like a Pacific, like, um, like some things from Whistler sponsored us and this bar company sponsored. It was cool. Over time, we kind of like you guys, we just kept getting hooked up and the trip ended up being fully paid for. Um, we planned it for March, not expecting a pandemic whatsoever to happen. Um, right. right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not at all. We, we were so excited. We prepared for everything, like crazy sailing. It was a five-day journey to the zone that we wanted to go. As the crow flies from the mountain we were trying to get to, we were coming from the island. And then as the crow flies, it would be like whistlers right there, how we were getting to it, um, the actual mountain. So we were cruising up these crazy inlets. It was the most breathtaking, beautiful trip ever. Um, and... Yeah, on the fifth day, we started climbing and hiking up and fully prepared to winter camp and do some gnarly glacier travel stuff and ended up, yeah, we kept getting texts from our family and friends being like, on our inreaches, you shouldn't be going right now. The world's shutting down. Um, The borders are closing tomorrow. Like, there's no rescue. At the time, if you had to be heli rescued, it was $200,000 fine or something for... Yeah, for Whistler Search and Rescue at the time, they were having these crazy, you know, everyone was on lockdown at that time. Everyone was mandated to be locked down. And so we were like, oh, my God, like, is this for real? Like, how is this possible? And when you're out there, it's so beautiful and serene. And it was the most magical trip that you're like, there's no way this is happening. Like, how is this our world? So we were pretty devastated, honestly. And the fact that it's been a year and it's still like, we were, we actually were like, we're going next year. We're going to redo it. This sucks. We had yeah. to go down and now we're still in the same boat. <laughs> Weirdly yeah. enough, you know? So wait, did you get to do well, any not, riding or not, no? You're not in the same boat. You're in your house. No. You're not in the oh, I'm in my house. Oh. So we ended up, we got to snow. Um, but no, we never got to like shred. So what were, area. what was the objective? Like what were you going after? Because I'm um, we looking at a map summit. right now, so yeah. So up Princess Louisa, we we're trying to summit Sub Sun Peak. Okay, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we were trying to ride the glacier up there. Oh, sweet. All right, yeah, I can see a lot of that here on the map. Okay. 
Yeah, we had all our mountaineering gear. We had our camping gear. We we literally hauled. We each had sixty pound packs. We had that's a lot of weight, sixty pounds for a couple twenty two k or something crazy. Kate, and Kate, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Sixty pounds. Can we talk? Six. Do you mind? Can we talk a little bit about your size? Yeah. How big are you? I'm 130 and 5'3", and I was, yeah, we packed 60-pound packs each. That's a lot of weight, 60 pounds, all right? That's almost half your body weight. Even when I was 26 at 6 feet tall and 185 pounds, 50 pounds was a lot of pack to carry. Yeah. I can't imagine carrying a 60-pound pack on a split board. No, it was excruciating, and... It was a lot of like weird icy boot packing up steep right. rock faces and just slipping and icy. Yeah, because there's that whole and... there's that whole ridge that's like I'm yeah. looking at this ridge line here that's that's mm-hmm. just basically a big cliff face, right? You're basically going from sea level yeah. to the to a glacier. So you are going like crazy amounts of different elevation and it's so icy at the bottom and it was so painful. We, wow. I think, um, we learned now that to do it properly, I think we would go in May so that we would okay, just yep. literally hike in with our like hiking boots and then, and then climb on snow later because that was just way too painful. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Even the entrance yeah. to the inlet's pretty sketchy too. Hey? Oh yeah. It's crazy. The entrance is actually the scariest part. It's the Malibu uh, Rapids. Yeah. The Malibu Rapids is only a 20 minute window that you can cross. So that morning we got up yeah, at 4 a.m. Because that's a big tidal change, hey? Yeah. Yeah. There's only a 20 minute window for the whole day. Wow. So we got up at 4 a.m. and I had my headlamp on and I was in charge of uh, pulling up the anchor. And there was bioluminescence that lit up the entire Which is ocean. wicked, right? Isn't that shit oh. awesome? See, that's the, th- I don't even need to do acid in life. That I know, right man. I know. Acid. You know what, you- Kate? Okay. Side note, everybody, sorry. Just going to side note for a second. Because everybody knows I'm a fucking scuba instructor. Um, scuba diving fucking at scuba night underwater <laughs> yeah. is the most amazing ethereal thing you'll ever fucking experience. Yeah. Just, oh I got to say, gosh. like, bioluminescence is insane. And what I happens underwater at night is just magical. It's fucking magical, man. And yeah. those waters out there on the coast, it's it's a mix of the entire world's oceans, to be honest with you, because you have you have the cold, you have the hard, sandy bottoms, you got the soft corals, you've got all these big animals. It's an amazing world. It's an amazing world. So anyways, I'm done ranting. The scuba diver in me is done. Scuba Steve is out. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Kate. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, no, don't worry about it. So yeah, we um that was a cool challenge. And to be honest, like the mountains kind of work that way. You can put all this energy and effort into something in life and then it just it doesn't work out and you have all the intentions in the world to on that trip I had every intention to really push myself mentally and physically and I was so excited to do something crazy. And it kind of got taken away. And then this entire year, it's been a bit of that, like, you know, back and forth of always doing, you know, as much as you can and then trips canceling and things not working out. And I think a lot of people can relate to that right now in life is that it's not really going the way we planned and it's hard, but you have to find the beauty and like, okay, well, just surrender to it and allow life to still be beautiful in its own way. And, you know, just like you, Chad, you said you like, 
it sounds like your work stopped and now you started this podcast and I always think, okay, well, when the hard things happen and challenge you, there's a reason because it's opening a new door for like something else. 100%. And so, yeah, just trying to figure that out. And if, and if anything, this year's actually been one of the coolest. I've explored more mountains around home than I ever have before. Um, definitely have split boarded over a hundred days this year and just like my feet are on in so much pain but they're happy <laughs> so, you know speaking, speaking of sore feet we got something mm-hmm. for you have you tried what? a cbd like topical no oil mm-hmm. i am so excited about that okay. i need some yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Well, cbd ingenuity is going to hook you up with a little oh, vial man. of a roller ball you can roll on your feet um, oh, baby. anybody wants to get some CBD, definitely look out, have a look at their website, uh, CBD Ingenuity. As a discount, we get you get 10% off with anything you order using the code mm. DS, DS10. And we're going to hook you up, Kate, with the bottle. Aw, so, thanks, buddy. That's so nice. Thank you. I just want to know if it works. Yeah, like, I'm going to tell reviews. you. I've, I've been yeah. enjoying mine. Like It's been for my legs, my sore legs with my diabetes and nobody hears it but it's been a, it's been a great pain relief like honestly like it's not uh it's been really good um into wow. ingesting a lot more cbd and using it all topic topically is is a definitely a good pain relief so, yeah totally. it's amazing I'm, it's amazing how cbd works uh on the dermis like on the skin that way that it works right through it and really absorbs right body. in but yeah cbd hmm. ingenuity's <laughs> done great things with their topicals and they they have a a plethora of products when it comes to that. Uh, they huh. have that rollerball. They've got the rub on. They've got a cream. Um, they've got the cream. They've got the uh, the capsules that you can do as well as the uh, the they oil. Got, they got little gummies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And nothing's got THC, so you can actually give it to your kids. Yeah, it's all 100, 100% CBD. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. And they oh, have a pet nice. product, don't they? Yes, they do. They do have a pet product yeah. as well. Pets actually make a huge shift when you give them their, uh, if they're kind of feeling dumpy and slumpy, you just kind of. And it mellows them out, gives them energy, and yeah, a nice energy. Really, not, not a like crazy hyper energy, <laughs> but like a nice, like, you know, not what a border collie energy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. yeah so really yeah. sweet. So, so you're gonna thank fix, you so much. We're gonna help fix your feet up. It smells kind of. It's kind. Of, it's got a, a strong smell. It's nice. Um, a good strong right. smell. Yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's not a, it's not like a fart smell. or nothing. It's a good smell. Uh, it's, it's not a sweaty Sweet. sock smell. No, no, it's a it's a pleasant. Uh, actually, that rollerball. I think that one's got like a clove oil smell too, which is pretty sick. So, oh, that a sounds bit awesome. Of a crispy thing. Yeah. So that'll help with your feet. So then you'll be able to get more days in. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's just time spent. Yeah, yeah. things just start to wear and tear, you know. But it's good. So, what are some of the gear you're wearing? Like, what are you writing for, like, um, what's some of the stuff you're wearing? Yeah, I'm, I'm sponsored by Burton Snowboards. I'm sure you've heard of them. They're they're just, like, this really cool company. No, I'm joking. <laughs> just, you know, just a little bit. Everything I wear is Burton. Yeah. I know. Totally. Yeah, Burton. It's only is, the week of Ride on Jake. It is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jake, rest in peace, man. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, I never got to meet him. Yeah, he's fucking dope. <laughs> No doubt. Dude, yeah, we were we were very, very fortunate to go to one of the last um fall bashes, which is at a party at his house, him and Donna's home. Oh, and yeah. got to meet him and hang out and I didn't realize at the time, like obviously, of course we would think that was one of the funnest times of our life, but that that would be one of the last and one of the most special, mm. iconic fall bashes. Um, Burton is honestly 
I know it's one of the biggest brands in the world. And of course, there's good reason for it. You know, the founders of snowboarding, but the essence is there. The core of them is um, real, true dirtbag snowboarders who actually live it, preach it, talk it. Donna is amazing. And they're ethically and like for the eco, like they are a plant. Um, sorry. Um, what's it called? B certified. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And what, what that means is basically they're at the highest standard of energy efficiency and ethic and how they produce all their products. They Patagonia is the only other company in the world that lives to that standard in the industry. So that for me lines up with my actual like values in life. Protect our winters is something I really represent. And so for me, I was just like, Oh, I can't believe Burton wants to have me on their boards. And so, yeah, they, they basically kit me head to toe and hook me right up that any kind of plans I have or any cool objective I want to do. I just message my bosses and ask them, Hey, what do you think of this? And what do you want to do? And, they're always down with things that I'm um, keen on. So it's been like the coolest experience, honestly, one of those crazy experiences in life where you can't, you pinch yourself because you can't believe it's happening. Nice. Burton's definitely one of those things. And yeah, so I actually rock, um, I ride my split, like I said, almost like a hundred days a year. So I really, really depend on my gear. I need it for every day. And so I'm on um, a flight attendant, but my favorite new split board is the straight shooter. It's, oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got I, a crazy shape, doesn't it? It is. It is so yeah. fun in powder. It's like riding, like how you said, like a fast, really bigger board where you can just charge those big turns on. That's what it feels like. And I haven't snowboarded like this before. Like it is insane. It wants to go straight and it wants to do those massive GS like turns, like big old laid back carved turns. And so that's um, my favorite board now. And so I've been rocking that a lot. And then at the hill, I always just ride a twin, something that I can try to do spins on and ride switch and not, you know, die on. (laughs) And I actually, I I rock the step-ons like you do. Oh, man. People like to hack them, but don't hack it until you freaking try it. (laughs) It's insane. Your level of of snowboarding goes from like, you know, where Mm -hmm. you're at and then it just Mm -hmm. accelerates. Honestly, people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, okay, so you don't want to be faster than skiers. You don't want to be more connected to your board oh. and you carve better. Oh, there's you no question. air better. Yeah. It's, I will never go back. I'll I never I, go back. I, 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 I get it on my split last weekend and I was like, man, this is like primitive. I can't wait. I cannot wait till, well, and Burton is already, like, I, I know I've been, yeah. push, I already been pushing. I already asked Will from uh, spark R and D. He rides slap ons too. And I was like, dude, when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. When are mm-hmm. we going to have the platform? Don't worry. Burton's already, already <laughs> oh, trying. Dude. They're I, already I, trying. You know, what's crazy though. I actually broke it down the other day. I was looking at the split. I mean, I was looking at the, uh, the spark binding and I was looking at my, my step ons. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see where there's going to have some challenges. I can see where this is designing. But really, it's mm-hmm. not. It's they got a three D CAD machine, three D printer. They can make it happen. Yeah. Yes. Well, I already know they're probably trying. Uh, I already <laughs> Don't do. you worry. I was already... They're the most initiative people ever. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I enjoy the boots. I'm wearing a photon. They're pretty stiff, but man, it's uh, the boa is nice, yep. and uh, I just enjoy it. I enjoy the boots. Totally. The soul system. I'm just. I can't wait to get back. Get get them on my split. So, yeah. what got you into splitboarding? Why? Why did you go from solid to split all of a sudden? Because you got access. You're working for like 
cat operations, yeah. heli deals. Like, yeah, totally. Why? And I have to, well, at, at Powder King, it was just a way to explore more mountains. Okay. So I, I bought one back then yeah. um, to use one. And I was like, I love the fact that it's like so beautiful and calming. I liked how you had to choose your own way, how you could figure out where to go. I just really liked the fact that you could go anywhere you wanted on your feet. And then um, becoming a guide, I realized there's no way to do it without a split board. So I have to guide on my split board. Um, and then just, yeah, the same thing, accessibility. The fact that I could look at something and think, okay, this is the conditions, this is the riding, and right. I'm going to get up there and do it. Right. And the freedom of it, like, of course, we live in Revelstoke, we have a snowmobile, but, um, and that's just for mostly access. But it's my split board that takes me to almost 90% of my riding in any of my videos. And that to me is so interesting that right. yeah, you can just walk anywhere you want to go and create these cool lines on a mountain. And then just, yeah. So I, my first splits were on, were in Powder King, the backside. I go up and of course people lay the worst skin tracks ever and you're like beat by the time you get to the mm -hmm. top on your first run. And I'm like... You guys do this like three times, like holy, f like fuck. Mm -hmm. But um, I know we didn't go very far. But I know the, the first two turns we did, we went down by the weather ma weather main weather main or the weather yep. station. Yeah, weather station. There. Yeah, yeah. I did that. That was fun. I got vertigo for the first time. That was fucking gnarly. Um, <laughs> step, you, you know, you get your board strapped in. Of course, I put the boards on the bindings in the wrong way, uh, which was yep. awesome. And I stepped up, and I was like, whoa just boom fall down again what what's yeah. how, how far back have you been there because i know we're gonna start we're gonna do a little bit of exploring with bill this year i'm hoping oh man i've been i've been way past the humps i actually built a sneaky little cabin with a friend out at the humps Ooh. we call it the beach um i don't know even if i should have said that but uh Too it's late. our like a <laughs> it's our apocalypse cabin that we built with like an alaskan chainsaw um if you find it you know oh, stay in there man if you get to find it, I would be. I want to see a picture. We will send a picture. We, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, not giving you the cords, but I will definitely. Is tell it you is a it cabin best? Is it best to hunt in the winter or the summer? Yes. Okay. Winter, winter. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Can you give us? Okay, you can't give us the cords. <laughs> Wait, can you give us a drop a little Easter egg? Can you give us an aspect? Text it, maybe? Um, Keep it. No, I can't. Oh, my no, gosh. Come I on, can't. Kate. No, Just an podcast aspect. Might, this podcast might be for, like, everyone, and then they'll go, my be. friend will kill me. It is my for My friend everyone. will kill me. Maybe I'm making a note, and I'm editing it out. You never I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you later. Um, <laughs> down. Anyway, down. we, um, yeah, anyway, we. I've been way past the camel humps. Cool. All right. Yeah. Enough. Just leave it at that. Chad, it's cool. I know, right? And, <laughs> and also uh, over the Murrays, too. Oh. 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 Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's way back there. So did you get yeah. in? Did you get, you got into splitting back in PK days, right? Yeah. Just, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But even yeah. like, you know how you said, like, you put your findings on wrong. You're like, holy yeah. shit, this seems yeah. gnarly. Yeah. I was, feel, I was feeling the same thing back then. I was like, I just did my ST. I was terrified of dying in an avalanche. I'm like, holy shit, this is gnarly. And I remember thinking to myself, how does anyone just go to a mountain and figure it out? How do they know that they're safe? How do they know they're not going to die? And over time, like, I even thought with Jeremy Jones, I was like, how does that guy just go up AK and just figure it out and ride these crazy spines? And then 
you immerse yourself in it. You start to like look at Avalanche Canada every day. You start to memorize what weather's happening and you actually start to understand what's under your feet. And it actually just becomes like a math equation that you could start adding up all the numbers and you're like, okay, is it a green light or red light right now? And what is our actual objective for the conditions? And you're constantly, like I said, just balancing what nature's giving you and figuring out, okay, green light or red light. And now, like 10 years later, I'm teaching AST1s. I'm guiding people every day in the backcountry. I'm not a full lead guide yet, but aspiring to be one soon. And, you know, it's definitely one of those things where just like anything, like if you were told to fly a plane right now, you'd be like, I don't know how to fly a plane. But if someone trained you for a year, you might know how to fly a bit of a plane. So I don't know. Like, I watched a lot of movies. I think I could fly a plane. I bet you could try. <laughs> Hey, so I, what I, I'm stoked to hear that you said, um, you know, after you did your AST-1, you were scared shitless, basically, about going into the mountains and dying in an avalanche. And I know for sure. when, maybe not verbatim, but uh, I know when uh, when I came out of my AST-1, I felt the same way. I was like yeah. blissfully ignorant prior to going into my AST-1, came out of my AST-1 just like, holy shit, there's a lot to know. And I'm I'm so glad to hear that you said the same things that I was thinking, you know, like... How do those yeah. guys figure out how to go up into the mountains? How do they figure out how yeah. to be safe? And yeah. and I'm happy to hear you say that, you know, it is a math equation that eventually you do figure out, right? And and you do get mm-hmm. a, a taste for the snow and yep. and how it's going to work. And I get it. It is a bit of a freaky thing because to us, it just looks like this beautiful white mountain. Like it doesn't seem like nothing could kill us. But then we hear of these looming avalanches that are almost like monsters under the snow that could kill us. And so... I guess basically, as I've been pursuing this career, I've learned how to figure out where that mountain, where those things are. And it doesn't mean that I haven't been spooked before or haven't been sloughed before or had little things happen that have woken me up. Um, And a lot of those have to be due to ego, like ego and all these things that come into it where you're shutting your brain off, where you're being, um, you're not, maybe your head's not in it. So it, that is the hard part about the mountains is that they're big and they're complex and there's a lot to them, but that's kind of why they're fascinating. And that's also why we crave them so much is because they're, they have that power over us in a sense. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a, a thing I haven't stopped trying to figure out. And I hope that you guys don't either and understand that like we all were kooks at the start. We all, we're trying to figure it out. We all put our bindings on wrong. We all put our skins on backwards. <laughs> we all felt the vertigo at the top and felt sweaty after a small hike. And we're like, whoa, cool. How does this work? Like, how does anyone do uh, right. this again? But really, it's just like, we all have to start somewhere. Have you, you ever... don't just become... Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever remember having that moment where you look down the line and you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. This, this is the gnarliest line I've ever looked at. Oh, yes. Big time. <laughs> I, re- I totally remember... Um, even the camel humps be, being something I was like, I am going to die on it. Like, this is insane. <laughs> I have to, have to drop a cornice to get into the chute and they are steeper. They are avalanche trained, but that now I, oh man, I want to go back to powder King now and just be like, <laughs> thread the shit out of all those things. Do like 20 laps. I used to think I was a hero for walking up there, like 45 minutes skin. And now at like powder at, sorry, Rogers pass, it's like three hours before you're even like close to the summit and you're just sweating like a pig and feeling like a newbie but if anything like Revy makes me feel the same way sometimes everyone here is ultra fit 
ultra guides, ultra pros, and everything's gnarly. Everything's about like what people have ridden and it's a little bit too much about a show for me. And to be honest, like I miss the Powder King days where I just didn't give a fuck. I was just there to to be alive. And I hope people don't lose that when they go there. Like the essence of that place is what it's about. And it's everything Craig Kelly ever talked about in all his movies. It's all ever Jeremy Jones talks about. It's exactly what he seeks in all his movies. Powder King people already have it. And so really, you don't have to go far for what you have, you know? Yeah, from what uh, what we've seen of Toontown um, today versus when you were there, um, yeah. I have a feeling that it's the same vibe. Yeah, totally. You know, oh, like, I hope so. Like we, totally. got, we got out there a few, well, a couple months ago. And did some riding with Bill Lang, one of the locals, and um, and rode with some of his buds who have a place in Toontown. And it was the most fun time I'd ever had at PK, I'll be honest with you, was riding with some of the locals and going in some of their stashes because it was not ideal snow conditions. Yeah. Um, we didn't have a lot of fresh, uh, but they took us to places that um, basically not a whole lot of people know of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're a Toontowner. And then uh, even at the end of the day, after and it was so much fun, even though yeah. their level was way above mine, yeah, and I couldn't hit everything that they were hitting, I never enjoyed myself as much as I did that day at PK. Yeah. Just riding behind and watching the stoke that they had and how much and fun watching, they had. Watching Chad Tomahawk. And watching yeah. Chad Tomahawk. I'll hit everything. Chad just throws himself at everything, which is yeah. commendable. Um, Cause See, if yeah. I, I would say if you're not crashing, you're not trying, and that was Chad's day, man. <laughs> I'm always like that. But but mm. it, at the end of the day, we got down and we all parked in Toontown. It was like, hey man, come yeah. have a beer with us, yeah. you know. And so we hung out in that first row of Toontown, right in front oh. of the right in front of the lifts, and uh, and there was a whole exactly. it was a whole community of people that we had just met. We'd only just yeah. met them, except for a handful of them that we'd been riding yeah. with all day. But everybody was so fucking cool and accepting. Totally. And we were drinking probably the cheapest beer out of the beer cooler, <laughs> at, but it tasted like the most expensive beer in the world, right? Like it was the best yeah. tasting beer ever. I think that's that's kind of sometimes what's missing about the way the world is going. Is that like the like? Don't get me wrong. The ski bomb world will always be a bit of like that dirt baggy, like high five, happy, like they all feel it. But I, there's something different about what you just described, and it actually almost it legit almost made me cry because I I know exactly what you mean. That place is so genuine, and I think that there's just like this grassroots part about life where we we lose it a bit once we try to become too mainstream. And like Revy is like the hot spot for like heli, cat skiing, Euros, European, like everyone is from around somewhere else and they're all need their vertical and they're really rich and they're here for a good time. But like, there's not that soul. I don't know. I can't, I can't describe it. Well, I think and you, even the skill. I think you yeah. said it well, like that dirtbag culture. I mean, there is because PK yeah. still does have that. I mean, the van life is true and exists at PK. When you pull into the parking lot, there's always yeah. that one, two or three dirtbaggers in their vans. You know, just I getting know. up, the windows are foggy. Yeah. Right? They're well, there before you got there. There's plow marks around the vehicle. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that, like, I there's also no service out there. And I think that's part yes, of it. Yes. Which I've always yeah. loved about that place because in my tenure here living in Grand Prairie, I've always yeah. had a job where 
You have to I was to either be on, on call or I was a sales guy, right? And as a sales guy, I was like, never ignore my phone. Fuck it. When I get to PK, I'm so happy to leave the phone in the vehicle. Yeah, it's so nice. And like, so to be honest, like, I think that's what it is. It's like, I cracked the code of why PK is so good. So Revy, there's crazy snow, insane terrain. Like when there's a good dump here, it's crazy. You can ride top to bottom, 12 kilometer run of insane pow. I get it. People shred hard here. But they go at 7 a.m. It's a gong show because people are trying to get after. It's like hungry wolves are trying to get the food. And then um, everyone goes to work. Everyone leaves. And everyone's gramming about what they did. And everyone has to take the shot or get a video. And it's done. And it's like one hit. It's like it's like doing cocaine or something. I don't do co- I don't do cocaine. But you know what I mean? It's like you got to get it. But at Powder King, you get there on a Thursday. You're like everyone's family. Everyone's in it to be together. You shred together. You ride the craziest powder just the same. You go down to the pub and you have a beer. And then... Everyone hangs out and probably sleds home and everyone goes and has a big potluck together or a big like dance party and everyone is like together and every everyone's on vacation mode because they're there all weekend long and then no one has cell service so everyone's actually present. When someone says they're going to be there, they're going to be there because there's no other way about living. And, right. you know, there's a rule out there. Everyone at Powder King says, like, if we're having a party and you're dressed crazy and like you want to go off, like no, no photos. No putting right. it on online. Right. Okay. Good point. Good yeah. point. I love that. You know, and one of the other things that I got to say I really enjoyed about, well, that one particular day, and I've seen mm-hmm. it, not just that one particular day, but I've seen it evident in other circumstances, um, kids that grow up in that oh scene out God. there. Like that oh, day yeah. that we rode, we rode with um, we rode with Bill and Larry. and a couple of his friends. So. Yeah, Larry, no. Larry, and Corey. Yeah, Corey. Right? Oh, Corey is wife. Yes, yes, the Fieldings. Yeah, the fieldings. Yeah, their we kids. rode with the Fieldings, and their kids were Shred. fucking shredding it. Oh yeah, and, and I, I remember even those babies grow up. Yeah, I remember <laughs> even saying to Corey, "I'm like, you know what, Corey? I'm just gonna hang back because your daughter is just showing me up like crazy. So I'm just, gonna, I'll be the last guy dropping in. <laughs> I'm just gonna pretend I'm like being like a tail guide here, but I'm actually right. just like mind blown by uh, your children. Entirely, entirely. It was yep. just so fun watching them. What a blast! Like, and I was just. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was jealous, man. I was jealous. I wish I'd have grown up like that as well. And no I, in a way, I did. It was a different yeah. era. I grew up as a skier kid in Ontario. And mm-hmm. and my mom was really stoked about every weekend getting out and, and getting some snow for sure. And it was all about skiing. Snowboards weren't, they were just a flicker in the eye at the time. But I was doing it. Yeah. 19, Do you think it's like. Yeah, but I'm way older than you, bro. So. But what about your kids? Now you guys can pass this on to your children. Well, I do all oh, four of my kids my snowboard. Kids ride. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah, my daughter went to Canada Winter Games a couple of years ago, actually. So she did some competing. Oh, no way. Yeah, so <laughs> Was that stuff. in Kamloops? That was in Red Deer that year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Part of Nighthawk Snowboard Clubs and then uh, yeah. just went up through there. Yeah, so oh, not wicked. not the top of her craft for sure. And mm-hmm. in fact, she got, uh, she got chosen to ride PGS, which she didn't want to do. She wanted slope style. So she was like, fuck it. I'm not going dad. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you are. Cause this is the last year you're ever going to get this chance. You'll never have this opportunity again. So she, out of 32 riders, she plays 14th. And I was like, damn, that's pretty fucking good for a kid who's going up against, you know, other kids who are riding, uh, 
you know, they're riding specific boards with hard boots and full on Euro stance and you're riding a, a lib tech totally. hot knife that John from Dark Flavor gave you. <laughs> is John still around? Is that still yeah. Oh yeah, thing? Dark yeah. Flavor's still rolling. It's still yeah. there, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. They've been really crushing it, hey? Yeah, they're doing They've well. They've been around for a long time. They have. Time, yeah. 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 Wow. Rolling I, uh, rolling with the punches for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really talk to John anymore. I was more of a Mike Dalen. I used to work at Forward and then I worked. You oh, know, yeah. I always worked yeah. for I always worked for um Mike D. Mike D. So, yeah, yeah. I I moved since uh, he started S3 or whatever. Yeah. but Well, S3 is a, is a partner in, the, in this uh, this podcast. If people like oh, to go and God. take advantage of some great discounts on some snowboarding gear, springtime, summertime, and yeah. use, use the discount code DS15 and blow Mr. Dylan's eyeballs off. Oh. <laughs> That's right. He's got I everything you him. need. He's he got everything yeah. you need. Yeah. He is, he's a good dude. He's so he's a really good dude. He's still stellar for he's so stellar. <laughs> he's so stellar <laughs> for the community and uh and he supports the club and the kids and he's up at the hill every uh every spring just stoking kids up like crazy. So Let's, Yeah, he gets it. He does. totally <laughs> gets it. Oh, yeah, totally he gets, gets it. it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like absolutely. Well, let's hmm. let's dig into some of this guiding. Yeah. No worries. Let's dig into that. Yeah, so what are some I, of the things that you like to do guiding uh, people, you, what, what do you like to like, what is a new person shows up and you know they're yeah. new because they're fucking, they got a duck stance, twin board, and you're like, yep. dude, you're going to fucking hate your <laughs> They're life. not set for the pow. You're going to hate So, of course, I like to send it. Of course, I want to keep cool lines and I want to do that. But for me, like, I grew up in a rough life and I, I feel the beauty and magnitude of life and I definitely understand it and then I also was that person who was like a newbie who got to go do this crazy trip cat skiing right and so I I remember deeply that feeling of like holy shit this is the craziest thing I've ever done and this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I and that adrenaline feeling and so for me I get I like literally get high off of the feeling of making someone else's day have the best day like I, I absolutely love that part of my job where I get to like show people the coolest things and then see their happiness. And like when they're giddy and high-fiving and hugging me, being like, that was the best run of my whole life. Holy shit. <laughs> and you know, the snow is mediocre and the line isn't even that crazy to maybe me because right. I'm used to it. Right. But then I'm like, that is so awesome. Like I just feel so good. So those are actually the best days of guiding. It's actually what keeps me going is that feeling. Um, I hope I actually never lose it as I become more and more elite guide. I do find in the the whole ACMG and that's like the guiding world of things, it does seem a little bit, I don't want to say it, but like pretentious or that they know it all or they're just hoity-toity and alphaism. You, you stole and, the words out of my mouth, hoity-toity. I was thinking that. Yeah, I don't know what happens. And I just I really don't ever want to lose that spark of like really showing people. I get it. It's stressful. It's hard making decisions on the fly. I see all of it. But I've been uh, tail guiding now for eight years and working my way up. Um, it's a long process. It takes time to understand yeah. how the mountains work and then how people work. It's actually the dynamics of humans that is one of the hardest parts of making decisions. And then um, the money, it's really expensive to get into and do all these courses and year after year, I'm just plugging away at it. And um, it takes, it's a lot of work. There's, there's Christine Falecki is the first female snowboarder guide to become an ACMG guide just this year. So 
you can already tell, like, um, when I first started eight years ago, it wasn't even a, a conversation. Um, that was like a, the biggest feat was to become a snowboard guide. Um, I had a son in that time. So being a mother kind of took over as you would imagine. And, um, money too. my partner and I just bought a home. And so it's just one of those things where you have to have your priorities. Um, it's kind of like a doctorate of the snow and it's a cool doctorate, but it's uh, a lot of work. True. So I'm working there. Yeah. And it truly is a labor of love, right? I mean, it's not like you're getting rich off this. You do it uh, because of the no. love and the passion for it. And like you said, to lose that stoke for showing people something that they don't get to regularly experience is a huge deal, I think. And that is the reward in it yeah. a lot of times, right? As much as there's so many lines that you'd probably be looking at that are juicy for yourself, but not specific well, for your guests in that sense, right? Yeah, of course, your riding ability advances as you get into this stuff. So I am obviously wanting to ride those big lines like anyone wants to. But yeah, it's for the people. And I, I think Marty Schaefer, I think you guys had him on your show. And we he did. is one of the one of the people that he's actually my main motivation to become a guide. He is the funnest human ever. Um, I hope Marty listens to this. Did, because did you see he, their last post? <laughs> yeah. He's oh hilarious. God. Everything everything he does is funny. And I've been He's... on so many trips that have have been like legit the funnest memories of my life. And I thought you are literally creating a career yeah. for your your people's favorite euphoric, most amazing moments in life. That's a special thing to be oh, in yeah. someone's no life. No doubt. And he was literally born into it, right? Yeah. I mean... He was. And he's fortunate. He has a beautiful life. He has the coolest family. Yeah. He has a beautiful lodge. And some people would say he's lucky, but it's his attitude. It's like uh, his positivity. Oh, yeah. It's it's how he, he owns life. It's mm -hmm. like, it's more than just like, oh, yeah, your parents owned a blanket glacier <laughs> and they handed it to you. No, no, no. That kid, like, he worked for it. He still he does. Is, he's still working. He his, his stoke is so infectious that I'm feeling it's it insane. right now. I'm feeling oh, yeah. it right now. I'm oh, yeah. reflecting That's, back on our conversation with Marty and how epic it yeah. was. Yeah. I know. He makes everyone feel like the best person in the world. He hey, makes you feel like he's your best friend. <laughs> hey, Marty, you're the best, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. We fucking love you. And he, he, Marty he call, Schaefer. He, he called us out. He's like, when are you guys going to come out here? I'm like, <laughs> thanks, mm -hmm. dude. Trying, mm -hmm. trying. Next year, next year. We're coming next year. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of Revy Stoke people, Revy uh, people in there. So it sounds oh, like you got to come. We do. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's the it's kind of the epicenter, right? Yeah. When, in In this part of the world right now, for sure. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. So, so now let's dig into a little bit about split. Like let's get into the split boarding, some safety. Uh, what yeah. Do you, what do you kind of tell your, your new guests? Some of the things to watch for that you, like I said, that's why I tried to light, light up. You went on a tangent. It's okay. Uh, like you mm -hmm. see the newbie, the newbie, Sorry. the new, it's okay. The newbie shows mm -hmm. up and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to like, you know, keep an eye on this. Yeah. And what are things I'm going to tell him the heads up and, yeah, because you mm -hmm. went you went from that person who took their AST one and had that experience after your AST one, and now you're getting to be that person who teaches that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I am a avalanche instructor. Uh, I started my own business a couple years ago called Pit and Peak Avalanche. So I definitely am teaching a lot of the safety, science, rescue. Um, with that, you know, I'm teaching people how to stay alive in the mountains, and it's it's a cool thing. I'm teaching people who have never split boarded before and, and then people who are really experienced. So 
it's been a really cool challenge. Uh, the only thing that I find is that, say, if I have cat skiing guests, they are kind of switched off because they have a guide saying, yep, go ahead. So they're not paying totally. attention to certain things that I am. So that part of my job does heighten the anxiety a little bit of like, whew, they just fell in a really crazy spot and I, I can't go help them because I'm in vulnerable spot. But, you know, I'm like constantly trying to kind of, you know, push them along and keep them aware. So without stopping their fun, without making them scared, but um, definitely have to have some sort of awareness when you're back there. I definitely... Uh, I really enjoy, though, like um, showing them the reasons why we're doing certain things. So why are we ski cutting? This is why we chose to ride this. And I kind of explain things to them as the weather changes in the day or, you know, Revy gets a lot of snow. So we are always fighting with avalanche terrain and and dealing with certain instabilities. So it's always a talk, you know. And so I like to educate my guests and give them the most awareness. I think when I was a cat, like when I was on that trip, when the guides treated me like a normal person and really just like, yeah, were real with me and didn't just treat me like another number, I felt like my experience was so much deeper. And so I try to do that with people. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it is. Because I didn't get that when I went on my cat trip. So... There you go. Man, I felt like now I was you got to come with me. I felt like I was at a resort. <laughs> well, I felt like I was at a resort. I was like, oh, they're telling me it's cool. It's cool, right? And that's the, that's the, the bliss that's nice at that point. But then once you do an AST1 and you get deeper into it and you start watching the avalanches happening, not that you're scared. Like we had one area where they wanted us to go underneath this cornice and they're like, one at a time. And we're all like, oh, come on, man, whatever. And they're like, no, one at a time. And, you know, I get it. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big cornice hanging over our heads. They didn't want to smash it down because it would have ruined all the nice snow. So. <laughs> totally. And potentially killed you, for sure. I do think that the AST-1 is just enough to scare the shit out of you. I think before then, you're like blissfully ignorant about um, snowboarding. And you're, you might have gotten away with a few things. And then the AST is like what really shows you, okay, um, does it seem like any time is good to go out? And I do have my That's exactly my clients. What I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, all my clients are like, "So would you just turn around right here?" And I'm like, "Well, no. This is how you would just change up your plants, and this is how you roll with the punches. It's just like you constantly are having to roll with nature and understand and say no. And you know what's actually crazy is last year I'm teaching an AST to a bunch of um, youth, a bunch of snowboarder kids. Mm. And they're all 17. And literally Jeremy Jones walks past. <laughs> and he walks past my class. And I'm like, holy shit, Jeremy Jones just walked by with his kids. That's kind of cool. And uh, he pulls up to my AST and he's like, hey, are you guys taking your AST? That's so rad. And he starts talking, and then this one kid's like, well, Jeremy, how have you stayed alive all this time? Like, what do you do? What's your thing? Nice. And I was like, thank you for asking. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the he talked for like, yeah, he talks for like 10 minutes about all his decisions and how he says no, and he listens to his gut, and, and how he picks up on like what's happening. Talk for 10 minutes. I'm like, cool. Well, my my time's over because Jeremy freaking Jones just talked in my <laughs> my AST. So that's insane. Boom. Um, mic drop. Come on. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. We're over. Yeah. How many people yeah. can say that? Dude, I talked to Jeremy Jones in my AST one. Yeah. He laid it <laughs> down for us. 
Thank you, dude. But yeah, after meeting him, like anyone, he's just a normal dude. Amazing right. dad, amazing husband. Just a rad dude stoked for being out on the snow. He, Obviously, he, and with his kids and Revy. He feels exactly what we feel. Yeah. He, his kids riding powder, he feels the same excitement that we feel when our kids do our first turn. When he gets to ride a crazy line and he gets that adrenaline going, he feels the flow state like we feel. So he gets it. His magnitude is just a little higher than ours. His threshold is a little crazier, but he's the same. He, we're all the same. And that's the cool part is that it doesn't matter if you're literally an AST one person with your first split board. That first time you strap in your board and you did something that's different and you walked up that mountain and you conquered yourself, maybe it's really exhausting and scary and everything. You're feeling that same feeling, you know? So that's the kind of thing that connects us all. And that's why it's so cool that we're like connected literally by two planks of a snowboard that splits in two. Like a split board is bigger than just a split board. It, it's a mind thing, you know? Entirely. I love, I love trying to explain to people for the first time what a split board is. Yeah, they're like, too. what the fuck? What? <laughs> and you, it's like you, you can't get it until you try it and you do it and you get out there and you feel it. So it's, it's amazing. We lost her. Oh. She's calling back. Well, that was weird how that worked. You're quick on the drive. Oh. Better, you better put it yeah, really quick. That was amazing. I'm That's okay. I'm so sorry. Dude, no I worries. dropped my no worries. phone. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's okay. No worries. You were so fast on the draw. Oh, like I was in mid-talk shit. and you were dialing already. blabbing away and I'm like... <laughs> Oh why, no! Why I is my like, watch I just vibrating? My phone. Like, why is my watch vibrating? I'm like, oh, it's Kate. <laughs> you should have seen Chad's face. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry. No worries. I fucked the whole podcast. It's no, over. No, you did. No, you did not. <laughs> I'm Please, you did not. <laughs> we'll just hop right back in. So it. did not. Oh, but oh, I do. Okay, while we have some time, we need to get into your backpack. And we need to get oh, into... Oh, sorry. Is no, there no, anything... No, 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 no. So Chad's just laying out a couple of things we need to hit. Is there something you wanted to discuss particularly on here? Oh, literally, we've covered it all. Okay. okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure if there's anything you want to hit particularly. I'm making oh, notes um, on the file right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm so stoked about it. I'm stoked about our conversation. It's exactly the way It is fun that as I shit, it to Kate. Be. I'm really yeah. having a blast right now talking to you. I really yeah, love this. Yeah, me too. This is so cool. And I yeah, want to come ride it. with you so bad. I, I would I wanna, love to ride with you guys. I want to fire up the Tacoma right now, Chad. Fucking let's load the back and go, man. I ain't got a job. I, I ain't got shit to do. So let's go. <laughs> Unfortunately, Chad's. I've got four kids, a wife, and a job. So it's like we were- fucking, okay. I'm I'm the fucking wet blanket. We, we were just watching Friday. You know the movie Friday? Yeah. No. So my, my, oh, dude, Darren hasn't watched it. My son and I, Cassius and I have watched it three times, and he's like, he almost wants to drop the hole. You know, you, you got knocked the fuck out. He's just like, he just goes, you're not going to knock that out. And he's just like, yeah, he gets it. Yep, he gets it. He gets well, it. you know what? I do also, I told my partner, I'm no matter what, I'm going to Powder King this next year. Um, we were supposed to go for Christmas this year, but then COVID was all weird and blah. Anyway. Yeah. We're going. We're going for sure this okay, next cool. year. So where, where did we leave off so we can kind of try to segue this? Oh, backpack. Was... Backpack. No, that What's was, in my that's, backpack? That's what I want to get into, but... Oh, sorry. Segway. We'll, we'll oh, have shit. To, um, I, I lost my flow. Darren was talking. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, really. Um, we'll give Braden his first job. Here, Braden, make this fucking work. There you go. That's right. That's our new editor. There you guy. go. Okay, because I made notes here, so I'm totally on board with that. You're amazing. 
Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Jeremy Jones and his kids, and we were talking about um, who gets well, it. just how everyone's so normal, and even if you're brand new to it, and you feel like a kook, and you feel like you never can compete with someone else. It's just like no. The thing is, is that the state of mind that you're gaining from doing what you're doing, the flow state, the excitement, the energy, the adrenaline, is the exact same feeling that Jeremy Jones is getting. Even Travis Rice, they're just on a different level because mm. they keep pushing themselves farther. Um, same with me. Like it takes a lot more to get that crazy stoke and, um, adrenaline on a line now because I'm so used to doing certain things. But that being said, like I'm trying not to lose it and I'm just trying to be not complacent in like the excitement of it all. You know, um, we're all at the same place in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> at, at our own Love levels, all at our own levels yeah. for Love sure. It. Yeah. Love yeah. It. So, when you go, when Kate goes out riding, slipboarding on her own mm-hmm. with your buds, your friends, just for fun, just for not fun. guiding. What's like some of the things you pack? What things you like to eat? Uh, you know, water. What do you do? Mm-hmm. What's what's, break, what's in your pack? What size of pack do well, you pack? What 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 is in Kate's pack? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so because of I'm a bit of a safety nerd and. I always bring everything because I have been in so many different situations with friends where I've needed absolutely everything in that pack. So I'm not a lightweight type person. I, I have a heavy pack. I'm always known for having a bit of like a have it all kind of thing. With that being said, so I always have a survival kit of some sort. I have a bivy sack that if I had to spend the night, something to cut down spruce boughs and start a fire. I have a fire starter. So that's a never gets out of my pack type thing. I have a first aid kit that's pretty decent, like not just a shitty little thing, like decent first aid kit that actually could help a friend, not just a bandaid. And then um, I always keep an extra bar or two in there that and, and hand warmers um, that I just don't touch headlamp and some sort of device. I have a somewhere, which is a locating device that can also message people it's it's something that communicates with SOS, search and rescue, that kind of thing. That thing is mandatory for me. Can we talk about that somewhere thing real quick? Because it's a somewhere yeah. labs, and that is that device that it, it ties into your cell phone, correct? Yeah. So that is the thing. So you do have to have your cell phone charged to send messages like texting, and it texts really quick. If I'm like, hey, I just reached the summit, I'll be a little bit later than I thought, that you could text that so easily and it bounces back really quickly. If your phone dies, which they do in the cold at times, the SOS on the somewhere will still last. They The battery in it lasts way longer than a phone. So there's always the rescue capability. But it's a really good communication device. You can get weather too. You can uh, download the weather for the day. So if you're camping or going to a hut, you have the weather okay so so just so we're totally clear because a lot of people talk about the inreach right and we all Mm -hmm. know what the inreach is so the somewhere labs device and what's it called do you know the name of the device yeah somewhere labs and yeah sorry yeah jeremy yeah i knew it was a the company was named somewhere labs i I didn't know if there was a specific name for the device oh sorry yeah no no no, no, that's somewhere yeah Um, somewhere is what they call it okay so now it and it and it connects with your phone does it and we know the inReach, like if you hit the SOS button, it instantly transmits your location, your lat long. Same thing. Right? So yeah, same thing. Same okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Basically, whatever the inReach does, the somewhere does. And okay, cool. uh, 
I actually ride for them. I got on them because of like Jeremy, Jeremy Jones is on it too. And I had heard about them. I contacted them being like, I've been, I have an inReach and I've done a rescue with it, but twice now my inReach hadn't really sent messages when I thought they sent. It said delivered, but then actually like it didn't deliver at all. So it freaked me out. I didn't know if that was something that was just wrong with my device. And, you know, for me, it's just like, nope. And somewhere contacted me saying, yeah, we would love to team up. And so uh, I've tested their device quite a bit. And I really, really appreciate how easy it is and how quickly it responds to messages, how easily it is to text on it, everything. It's awesome. Cool. I am so glad to know because... I didn't know enough about it, right? And of course, um, mm-hmm. and I was and I was always kind of concerned about the because I do have that issue locally at the resort, if you will, with mm-hmm. with the cold weather and the phone. So it's my, you got a yeah. fucking six. No, I don't have an eight. An eight. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Thirteen's coming around the corner, dude. It's got ninety something battery life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> my habit was always. Uh, Stick a toe warmer to the case of my phone, right? To keep it it's warm true. and keep it yep. live that way. Yeah. If I'm in like a camping trip or a longer day, I'll bring a charger just in case for my phone. But yeah, usually I use my phone a lot for Gaia GPS as well and right. for tracking and yep, trying yep. to figure out where I am and route planning and stuff. So keeping your phone alive is key. And yeah, as as you go, it's that's one thing that I do think is kind of necessary these days. Um. But yeah, I've used, I do, I drink, I eat a lot of bars. I'm a type of person who would just like snack a lot and drink tea and, you know, easy is easier when you're walking and you're dying and sweating and tired and stuff. (laughs) Easier is better. (laughs) What kind of bars are you eating? Well, I eat a bunch of different things, but uh, my partner and I will make a big thing of bars and then we'll eat trail mix or like banana chips, mango, um, I um I actually ride for another company called Go Macro and this isn't just a plug for them but they're all organic and they taste really good they have crazy flavors so you know how sometimes you get a little bit sick of the same Cliff Bar taste yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've got a sponsor of the show as well Sands Meal Bar and it's kind of the same thing they've got a couple they actually got new flavors coming out um, yeah and they uh, they're giving everybody unfortunately Canadians we don't get them. Um, mm. Well, we do because we're getting them shipped, but Canadians don't get them, but Americans get them. And uh, they're giving out 10 bars to the first per- first people that go to onto our website, go to the partners area, which is darkstars.ca, go to the partners area and hit the Sands Meal Bar button, get yourself a free bar, and then uh, 20% off everything you buy. So That's nice. Yeah. I can't give you any. I wish I could give you some, but you already got the hookup, so. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we eat so many bars a day that it's, like, honestly, um, sandwiches and things that are just easy because, yeah, yeah you're not going to want to huff down a meal. You need tiny pocket snacks. Yeah. You know? I, was, I was watching a video today, a ski video. Fucking, I can't believe I'm doing that. <laughs> I was watching a fucking YouTube channel with people skiing. It was the snow. <laughs> it was just the snow I was watching. And they were busting out full-on fucking suits and ramens. <laughs> I'm like, man, what kind of pack are you? I want it my pack as small as possible with as little food as possible. Did and they have Grey Poupon too? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see that, but they all had ramen noodles. Um, yeah. That's Darren, pretty fancy. I know. <laughs> Darren was showing me, you know, I'm not a 
Darren spent time in the app, you know, walking the, for six months. And he's like, look, it, take your food, shrink it down, Ziploc in a Ziploc bag, roll it up into like a sausage and stick it in your bag. And I was like, wow, I had no clue. <laughs> well, I got to say. It was revolutionizing. And- <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I used to be a big lunch guy, and now I've I've found that I I consume less throughout yep. the day. Um, yeah, I love. I've always loved. I've always since the '90s loved pocket snacks. Like if I can stick it in my pocket and eat it while I'm moving, yep. that's ideal. And I find totally. I don't I don't need to eat as much. I just totally. need that constant intake, right, to keep the yep. fuel levels going. Uh, I always yeah. like to have that extra fuel in the pack, like you said. You know, like you always like to have that extra bar in there for a friend or somebody. Totally. Uh, I think and that's you... crucial. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so Chad, what I showed you on that tour was a little bit of my experience and a little bit of what Joey Vosberg said when we talked to Joey. Right. Joey, because mm. Joey was like, if it's squishable and it fits in the pack, fucking perfect right so joey's like i like peanut butter and butter and any kind of nut butter on top of that totally like me too if it's squishable and it goes in the pack it's for me you know and that's what it really comes down to like it's not a gourmet meal out there it's uh, you know and and i don't like to eat a lot of food out there you know i I like to just whatever i need to fuel my body and to keep me moving is all i really need you know it's true yeah, it's so true. Plus, I struggle, like, and for me, I struggle with my pack weight. Like, I, I find, like, my pack weight is often way heavier than everybody else's pack. And I only have a 30-liter pack. Dude, she was wearing a 60-pound pack. She weighs 130. Okay, but that's pounds. a unique experience. <laughs> so I don't need to hear that. But that was a unique experience. That was a big expedition. That's oh, different. Day-to-day. Yeah. Darren. <laughs> yeah, day to day, day to day, it's not like that. No, I'm just That's fucking, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. know, but you're right. I, I do feel like you should. There's certain things you shouldn't skimp on, and then there's certain things you just don't need. And as you go, you become lighter and lighter as things progress, and you know you just realize, okay, why did I pack that up there? But just having all the necessities for you. So, like one thing too, like a little repair kit for your board, for your board specifically, um, like your own ratchet tool for your own binding and the like the actual like toe piece that you might need carry that stuff because when you don't have your toe piece and you're dropping into a really big sketchy line like you don't want to have no straps and like have ski straps things that you can put your stuff together if if things go haywire you know like always just be on your own game don't rely on everyone else to do your dirty work kind of thing is kind of how i feel Boom, like that. Kate, that Good was job. huge. Like what you just laid out there like was gigantic. Like being essentially what it comes down to is being self-sufficient, right? And not rely. Not, yeah, not having to rely on everybody else, but but being able to back somebody else out up if that's mm-hmm. the case as well. Um but but focusing your kit on your kit. Yep. Right. Yep. Like what you have and what you need to back up your own gear. Like um. Yeah. No. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Won't it be nice, Kate, to be able to just have to bring those little baskets on the side of your step-ons and not worry about anything else? <laughs> yeah, that'd be <laughs> bring pretty a set sweet. Of left and right ones. She's on board with me, Darren. It's. I am. Oh, you step on. Uh, yeah. Well, you're. I a bird do rider. have them. There you go, I'm a burn rider, but I, even if I wasn't, I'd still be on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, Are they that great? Uh, like one dude, day I'll try them. You have no idea. Man. I know Mike offered me. Mike's like, I got, I got some Elevens. You can try. You squeeze your toes into yeah, those yeah, and figure it. it out. So do you, you wear a um? Do you wear bibs? Burton bibs. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Uh, we we got these free ri- or the free birds this year. The free bird bibs. Yeah. Oh, that, sweet. And those front pockets. 
are yeah. just like, man. Put the yeah, I put in my there. skins, put my skins in there, Boom. put things in there. Yeah, Ooh, all the time. That small? Dang. Mm-hmm. You can fit your skin. That's a yeah, big You can pocket. fit one skin in each pocket, no problem. On the on the chest. No, in the yeah. pocket, like on the thighs. No, man. I you could, could be- do that. I don't know. Or you could that. do the thighs or the chest as well. Whatever. Mm, interesting. Anyways. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> never, never considered that. But yeah, like oh. this is my first time with bibs. Um, man, what a world of oh. difference. Gigantic. Front, the front oh, yeah. pocket. It feels like you're wearing nothing. No one needs your booty hanging out when you're falling in the pal. Ah, <laughs> right. Ten four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, you don't need your booty hanging out. But someone's got no, a camera. Click, click, click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you need, need Yeah, it's so nice. Like they're so much better. I don't know why anyone would wear any other well, pants. I was telling Darren back in the nineties I used to have these West Beach bibs, black ones, and they were like they were so fucking big at the bottom that they covered my whole boot, my binding. <laughs> And then I had this little like green, like tight fucking zip up coat jacket with a white stripe up the front and a white collar. And I'm like skinny up top and big at the bottom. I was like, that was the thing, man. It was like, <laughs> let's go jib some shit. Like, let's just bonk off some garbage cans and whatever. Yep. Yeah, that's what yep. I did. Yeah, so style. Back again, back to the bibs. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Style yeah. is just so like changed. Yeah, I still like my big pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, cool. That's so, awesome. um, what about? Did you like any uh, tuning? Do you tune your snowboard very much? Like you get out, you're getting out a hundred days. Oh, yeah. You know, always. Yeah. yeah. Like like I said, I'm always trying to keep it tight. So yeah. Um, keeping taking care of my own shit, um, waxing it. Well, I can't claim that I wax it. My boyfriend waxes my board all the time. He's the sweetest. Um, but yeah, I'm always tightening my stuff, making sure my ratchets work. Like just making sure everything is dialed. Um, just checking in with my gear, like even making sure, okay, well, I've assembled my probe like 50, 60 times this year because of always teaching the AST. So I'm constantly using this thing that I might need to rescue some with. So is it, is it safe and is it good? And like I just noticed the other day, no, my, my probe has a little bit of like, it's not perfect. So I went and bought a new one just because for me, it's like my profession. I want to be on it if my gear is not dialed. Yeah. So those are little things that like I'm just co- like kind of constantly trying to figure out and tweak. But nice. yeah, I think as you as you get into it, you just become it becomes a second limb to you. All this other stuff, you know. At the start, it's a lot of gear. It does feel like a lot, but at, at over time, like now when I ride without a backpack, yeah. I'm like, woo! Right? I don't, even, yeah. I don't even know how to snowboard. <laughs> well, you're, so nice. Your boyfriend's gonna like that. We're gonna hook you up with some cool wax. So you're oh, gonna get a, you're gonna get a three temp wax stick waxes. Um, no, thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, no, no problem. So anybody wants to look at some, you know, support the show, go to darkstars.ca, go to the partners area, Koo Sports there, get ten percent off all your purchases, free shipping over a hundred. Yeah, like that's the best way to support the show is you know going to our partners area and uh, purchase from our partners. And everything Whoa, you need to tune your board is on there. Oh, yeah, everything. Koo Sport is fucking full. I've been, yeah, we're going to do some collaborations. There'll be some bags coming out, some kits we're going to do together. And we may, we may get some skin, ski straps. We're working on it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you guys. Yeah, we'll hook you up for sure. That's awesome. You guys are amazing. Well, you are. I really hope, I, I do hope we get to hang out sometime. And for real, Powder King people, we need to be friends. We nice. need to be friends. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And as far as amazing, it's really our sponsors that are amazing. They're the people who are supporting us to help support everybody else. Yeah. So 
Yeah. It's true, but you guys had the heart behind all this to make this shit happen. Oh, thanks. So, yeah. Thanks. It's, you know it's you guys too. It's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. We got one more gift for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boom, what? shower in ya. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. We're going to get you some smart wool socks. Oh, yes, Aww. the best. So, we don't Aww. have they don't have any more But they're out of winter socks. socks. Winter so, we got to get you some. It's okay cuz we're coming into spring summer yeah, season. That's okay. Right? You get I don't s- like thick socks anyway. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Exactly. So there you go. So you get some, and again, go to the partners area. Same thing. Smartwell's there offering a 10% discount. Anybody's worldwide. Anybody buys worldwide. And uh, yeah. So you're going to get some socks too. So Smartwell Smart wants to get you outside and to do what you, you, don't, you love best. Is that what the, so you can go far and go feel far. good. There you go. Boom. Go far and feel good. Wow. Smartwell. They rock. You guys Marina are the Wool. best. Marina Wool's the best thing ever. And don't worry, don't worry, audience. There's stuff coming for you guys soon, too. <laughs> Stay on the lookout. It's coming. Yeah. Make sure you go to darkstarts.ca and register. Yeah, first of yeah. all. <laughs> so what's um, what's the future looking like? What do you, uh, I know you want to become a guide. Um, yeah. Are you just going to stay in Revy or are, hey, you, are you coming back to? Can I, can I ask you, so you're trying to become a guide. Yeah. We didn't We didn't discuss ACMG or CAA. Oh, like, what, um, oh very yeah. good question. Um. Uh, the in the mountain world, um, ACMG is kind of like the cream of the crop, the mm-hmm. thing you should do. Yeah. Uh, so I was this past year, I was like, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to push for that. Uh, and then randomly I applied for a CSGA grant and I, and I ended up getting it. And Boom. so now, cool. yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to go CSGA because of the grant. Um, my partner and I just bought a house. So um, a lot of my savings has gone to that. And sure. so it's kind of pretty self-explanatory when a door opens like that, where you get some money off of something and have a grant workout for the, you. It's just, yeah. Eventually though, my goal is to challenge the ACMG exam nice, and become just a full ski guide, snowboard guide. Uh, I don't plan on being a full mountain guide, like rock and ice but right. i do i just i want to keep it to the snow and yeah. do some some alpine stuff but yeah that is the goal um i have i have endless goals of like what i want to accomplish as a snowboarder and as a mom and as a surfer and whatever and i feel like my life is already on that beautiful track of just constantly pushing myself and dreaming big and being limitless and enjoying life and just kind of, I, I don't, I honestly, every dream that I've had is kind of coming true. And the Isn't fact that, that I have literally everything that I've ever dreamed, especially from the life I came from, like yeah. crazy, crazy life I came from. It's just like kind of mind, mind blowing that I would even have this life. It's yeah. because when you were that in that part of your life, you were thinking about what you wanted to do. What you, you, you mm-hmm. manifested, you manifested that. By yeah. thinking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Big time, I'm a big time manifester of Same what here. I want. Yeah, I've, I've and got, I, I see it in yeah. you guys. It's I've cool. Got, I've got a goal card, two goal cards. i got a dreaming book, a gratitude book. Aww. Head's in it. It's got to be in it. You guys are on it, I'm and I can feel back. it too, the way you talk. I love this. This is what I'm all about, this shit. Like, I Same feel like here. life is just so special. It's, it's meant to be lived on a fuller level, and yep. it's not just supposed to float us by, and nope. I think that I get a chance to be a a mom to a super cool kid and I have like the love of my life and I just feel like the things I see alone I always say this like I wish I could just show people the things I've seen it's like even if I died tomorrow I'd be happy but I don't want to because I feel like it's already so special no I can't there's a lot I don't want to stop living yeah yeah 
and so special. And you can show everybody what you've seen, right? I mean, you're in that opportunity, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to take yeah. people out and show them. That's it. That's it. That's exactly it. It's yeah. like, see it. Yeah. I've had, I have had guests who work, make like 200K a year in the oil field. And after a day, I'm not even kidding you, cat skiing with me of me talking about exactly what you and I have talked about in this podcast for two hours. <laughs> they're they're like, envious. Yeah. No, the next year they quit. Exactly. They quit their job and exactly. they're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And move to Revy or <laughs> yeah. move to the ski town yeah. and just were like, I need to live. I need yeah. to do my thing. And That's it. Yeah. That's why we're so doing rad. this podcast. Kate, I was that guy. <laughs> Chad was bigger than that. At one point, for sure, yeah, and I and I mean, it doesn't serious money, and I'm like, I'm it, done. It was it was nowhere near as exciting as this is, to be honest with you. When it comes yeah. down to it, totally. and you know, it's funny because I have a, a good buddy of mine that I grew up with, who I went to college with, who lives in Florida, and he runs his own river uh, river guiding business. He's mm-hmm. been doing that since the '90s, and I remember talking wow. to him about about uh, about eight or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him what he was up to. I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And he's like, dude, I've been running my own business. I do river guiding. I'm all over the country. I've uh, been starting to go to other parts of the world and and do it. And I'm like, how you love it? And he's like, I fucking love it, dude. Every day. I love my job. He's like, I make $32,000 wow. a year. But I love <laughs> my job. He's like, my yeah. office every day is from a kayak or a canoe. He's like, how yep. can I complain, man? And yep. And today, he's built it into an empire. Beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying he's well, a millionaire. He's not, you know, he's he's living life on his terms, basically, yeah. is what it's come down to, right? We, we his call day, it life money. <laughs> right. And his life day, money. every day, he wakes up on the banks of a river somewhere, on well, some body of water, and he never, you know, I mean, he does know he's got it well scheduled at this point, but he's still doing it, right? I mean, he's got a team of people that works for him, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's an amazing See. life. And you're on that same path. Yeah. And like, so are you guys. That's the cool part. It's just, it is unique. And I think people who, they get it. They feel what we feel, you know? Take charge. Yep. That's awesome. Boom. I really appreciate this combo. It's been exactly what I was hoping for. Well, we, can, we, can, we can do this every day, Kate. It's been more than I was what hoping I for, to be honest day. with you. It's, it's gone way, way beyond what uh, I was we, hoping for. Kate and I had a chat last night. I was kind of expecting this kind yeah. of good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, the fun thing I get to do in this podcast is I'm the one who's, I get to talk to the new guests before Darren gets to talk to them. Yeah, I'm the working yeah. man. And then I, then that's my wife. That's He's okay. home all day doing everything. I get, I get all this. I get us today. I just talked with uh, Anna from Niche Snowboards. She's yep. fucking super rad. And um, yeah, it was just great conversation, great people, all like-minded, you know. It's just, it's fun, you know. Yeah. The community is fucking amazing, man. I got to say, like, yeah. the like-mindedness is just unreal when, yeah. when it really comes down to it. And, it, and it's, it feels weird to say that it's unreal because it's not really, right? I mean, we're all, yep. we're all after the same thing, but everybody's just been amazing in this totally. entire experience. Yeah. Just talking to Nick oh, Russell. Sure. We'll be having Nick Russell on the show. I'm pretty oh, sure it's my next our next guest. Hopefully, yeah. If it works out, it works yeah. out for him. That's he's got he's chasing he's snow. He's a busy dude. He's, he's a busy snow. dude. But yeah, there's some definitely some yeah. good people in the in the lineup. Pros. Yeah, <laughs> some, that's rad. Some guys. great women coming on. Great guys. Great guests. Great everybody. It's just awesome. Hell yeah! That's so how so can cool. somebody find you? And who do you work for? Like what what guiding company oh, are you? Um, or a cat company working for? Yeah, um, I work for. I work for K3 Cat Ski out of Revelstoke. Um, my, my, um, sorry, my avalanche business is Pit and Peak. 
uh, avalanche training. And then my Instagram is Shredegar. My name is Kate Ediger. And yeah, just uh, anytime you see me or you want to chat, just call me, text me, or just message me. I'm always down to like spread the love, spread the stoke. Sweet. Hey, Kate, does Pit and Peak have a website? Yeah, I made one this year. And what is it? Uh, just pit and peak avalanche. Is that so? Is it P I T T or P I T? P I T and peak avalanche.com. Sweet. Just wanted to get that yeah. out there. So Boom. it sounds like yeah. we're going to need to come to you to do, to do another AST, maybe a refresher well, early season. No, I think a two or a companion rescue I'm would not, be cool. Companion rescue. Yeah. I'm not ready yeah, for yeah. a two yet. I need to spend some or, time. Or I can come to Powder King and do a sweet one up there as well. That's another thought. We'll do, or bo- we'll do both. We'll do both, and then you can come to and, K3, and, we'll and I can record. get you to Catskiing. Yeah, we'll record <laughs> yeah. We'll record session after and another one. Yeah, we'll, okay. yeah, we'll record all the woos and yeah. excitement we're having. <laughs> That's right. I'll bring the film crew. Cause Woo we'll, me yeah. and wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> the film crew is developing on our side That's of the right. fence, so we'll bring them along. Maybe go. I'll get a GoPro by then. Boom. Uh, you'll have <laughs> the grill the mount, mount, so you'll need the pro. <laughs> the grill mount, so it'll be good. <laughs> awesome, Kate. Well, this has been awesome. Wicked. And, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you've you been so awesome. Much. Thank you very much. Aww, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It's been so fun. Thanks for the really good chat. I'm really stoked to meet you guys. And I'm so fun. it's so fun chatting with other Grand Prairieites who actually, <laughs> they get it, they feel it. And I'm just keep, keep uh, holding on to that fire and following it chasing it you guys are doing the really cool thing and you have super cool guests on here like so many friends of mine everyone is so stoked on like you guys so just keep going thanks. it's awesome yeah, thanks yeah. that means Thank a you. lot yeah we're just yeah. trying to get lost in the mountain we're super blessed There's, i'm blessed blessed mm-hmm. every day for what i get to do right now it's amazing that's awesome awesome sick will you take care yeah have a thanks good night. thank you so much and we'll yeah talk soon. thank you guys yeah you rock. peace Bye. Hey everybody, thanks for listening and a special thanks to Kate for taking the time to talk with us. As always, you can learn more about Kate in the show notes. And if you're loving the podcast, be sure to follow us on Instagram at darkstarts.podcast and be sure to share, review, and hit the subscribe button. Check back into our next episode where we talk with Raphael Peace. In the meantime, go back and give a listen to episode 42, Fake It Till You Make It with Meg Matheson, Cardiff athlete and aspiring backcountry guide. We'd love to give a special thanks to Bailey, Monica, and Pat, our awesome behind-the-scenes Dark Starts team, for helping to make all of this happen. Stay safe out there, everybody. Peace.